this works. Full batteries. Cheers. Cheers. Welcome to the Futile Podcast. Tonight we have Ian. Hello, Eric McCray. Eric. And uh, oh, a few years ago, Eric and I, we convened to discuss the first season of Game of Thrones, was I think. Was it just us two? I thought there was someone else in there. Was Joshua involved? Josh might have been in there. Possibly. Possibly. I know he was around. He watched some of it with us. Yeah. Uh, and now, here we are, and it's all it's all over. Ten it's all, years later? Yeah, it, it seems like it's been ten years. No, it's not been ten no, years. It's been a while. Like eight years, maybe? Eight years. That probably. sounds probably about yeah. right. So... So you're the expert. You read the books. I read the books, but I mean, we're well <laughs> past the books. Yeah, the books right, right. Ended like three seasons ago. So, so let's figure this out here. So I have not read any of the books. I'm not sure that I'm ever going to. So I'm fine with book spoilers. Yeah, yeah. So let's go ahead and we're going to open it up for full spoilers. So if you haven't read the books and want to read the books, you might have book spoilers if you listen to us. Mm-hmm. We're definitely going to spoil the whole show as much as either of us can kind of piece it together <laughs> and remember it. Because I've only actually, I don't think I've rewatched any of it except for a few episodes in the first season. You know, I've not rewatched any of it. I watched it kind of when it was on. I don't think I, I only had got HBO here like about two years ago, yeah. and I was about two or three seasons behind. So I think I watched all of five and six in like like a month, like just over like you know like three episodes uh, every Sunday or yeah. something. And then I was caught up, and then it was like seven and eight, and eight was, was it. Uh, and I think I, my friend, uh, I borrowed DVDs from my friend for like seasons two through four or yeah. something, something like that. Well, my aunt bought me like the first three seasons on DVD over the last, you know, decade or so. Because she knows that uh, right. I enjoyed the series, but I don't have a DVD player, so I've never opened the box. Oh my gosh. Not even, not even, should she buy the Blu-rays and you don't have a Blu-ray player or DVDs? Because you, you probably have like a computer that I would play. I have a computer that has a disc drive, but right. that stopped working like first year I got the computer. Fair enough. Well, and, eventually, someday, maybe. maybe and the internet, so what do you need? Right, that's special? true. I will, I am glad I have them, because that has all the behind-the-scenes stuff. I'll yeah, watch that, that might be good. Yeah, I watched the, did you watch that documentary after the fact? I did, uh, I don't know. There were parts of it I thought were interesting, because it seemed like it was kind of, I think I would have been more interested in both the creative stuff, which they, they delve into a bit, and sort of the, like, um... Like the writing and the whole like them guys like struggling to piece this together. I like that they focused on just the nobodies. Of I the kind show. of I think so that just yeah. Sort of walking, but, but so they, they have your location manager, right. people who I interact with all the time. Yeah, and, exactly. Like, I, I get that extra too. Guy and uh, having done a little bit of my own you know crew work yeah. on things, I appreciate that stuff too. And like the guy who did the snow and the, yes, but the it's almost like snowman. there's you get just these hints of these, these interesting characters. And you're like, okay, well if you're gonna do that, then do that. But they kind of did. A little bit of that, and then well, it's like now we're watching the director David Nutter walking around. But like we never see the two creators when they directed. We don't see them directing the final episode, or we don't mm-hmm. get much about them struggling with writing how to end these things. We see the table read for a minute, and that's so. Well, I mean, like, yeah, they, I, mean, I, I don't wouldn't know. want a show about them. They're they right. They want to have the yeah. show about uh, the crew. And I think I think that that's what I get. Yeah, so you get that it's kind of a hey, we appreciate you love letter mm-hmm. to the crew. So that's, and I'm like, okay, that's cool. Like. But as as like an actual documentary to watch, I wanted other to see. Well, I bet like the DVDs probably have behind the scenes stuff all about those dudes. So I'll I'll get into the DVDs at some. I don't know. I don't know that I'll ever rewatch it. I I guess I'll rewatch it. That's a good time. I'm. 
I don't know. We'll see. I think I'll try to rewatch. Right. But, you know, the, the luster might be gone since you know what's going to happen. Exactly. So all these cliffhangers and stuff aren't going to be cliffhangers. Sure. And you it, know where it's all going. It, it's tough. But yeah. For re- rewatching certain things is like, I mean, I think stuff that's really good is like that. Yeah. And stuff that kind of leaves you wanting something or leaves you feeling is, is tough too. Yeah, I think there's enough enough writing and there's enough production design, enough good acting to be able to just get through it. Yeah, I mean, at least it will. And I feel like I would get into... Um, I mean, okay, so let's just jump into it. So, okay, so we've talked about season one. Season one ends. You got Ned Stark. Boom, he's yeah. dead. The pissant kid is the king. And, yeah. and all that's kind of straightforward. And then I feel like it's two... Two is the one where it's mostly Stannis versus the queen. And then there's... The, the Starks are still around. Mm-hmm. But it's two... Does two, two have... Season two both have... The Red Wedding and the, uh, the the Lake of Fire battle episode, or is that season three that has the Lake of Fire? You know what I mean. The, the one that the last one, because because George Martin wrote a couple. He wrote that one at least, or maybe it's just because it's straight from the book. But that one standalone episode that's just that battle. I'm, I'm thinking that I think is probably my favorite that's episode. So many of the years show. ago, I don't. Even I know, remember. right? Um. That episode was so good that it was, I think it was one of the few times I just watched one. I just watched that. I had about, I had DVDs. My friend loaned me. Yeah. And that was just that night, and I just like put that in and just watched that one episode, and I was like, okay, I'm good. That's enough for for me now. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I really don't know where any other other. <laughs> yeah, it's hard because when you think about it, like I feel like a whole slob of it is like I don't know what happened in all, any of season three. I feel like it was a lot of Jon Snow up north, like dealing with the wild people and the freedmen. And then, like, so then he ends up back at the thing. So yeah. people talk about it, like, I don't know if they talk about it now. Like, obviously, a lot of people, I think, were on that, like, water cooler idiot mode of, like, you know, like, oh, the show's all about like, talking about who dies, or I'm already the cool, the cool one that's talking about how I'm over it, you know? Like, it was popular, but I want to be the one that's over it before everyone else is yeah, over so it. Yeah, I mean, they had, uh, yeah. like, death pools uh-huh. going on. Which is just, like, all that's... All the uh, prop houses as, we were, I, as I was... Working. I mean, I get that. Like, that's like, oh wow. But at the same time, like, that's not. If that's all you're really getting out of watching the show, that's kind of cheap and stupid too, you know. Because at a certain point, and I feel like the Game of Thrones kind of did this to itself. At a certain point in time, like you're watching a story with characters, especially television, it's more character based. Yeah. So if you're gonna knock off characters and make that your thing, then you put yourself in that spot where, like, okay, now we have to learn to care about all these new, either new characters or different characters, and at some mm-hmm. point. As you keep going, like characters have to live. Otherwise, why are we watching them for yes. five seasons? You can only kill off so many at certain points. And that seemed to happen. Like, yeah, they stopped after killing. Rob uh, Stark died after the Red Wedding. Yeah, and they and they kind of like, holy shit, this is completely changing yeah. the dynamic of the conflict, the Who primary the conflict. Big characters that died after that. Oh, well, I mean, I think that that was the thing. I think that it, it was because okay so season one basically story driven characters died after right yes rob was a story driven character sure yeah they were all following him and that was now his story Some, somewhat but he, but even then you could still kind of tell like he was he was kind of bland i mean like I'll, I'll just put this to you like now down to the fast forward but 
I felt that even within like maybe even within the pilot, but certainly within that first season, like you know the three real main characters that you're going to see. Like if those three characters can just team up right. and make then, then that's going to be the, the the situation. You, it's all I'm, about I'm it's, it's all four. It's all about obviously there's Danny, there's Ro- there's, there's Danny, then there's John. There's Danny, John, and Tyrion. And Tyrion. Yeah. I think Arya's everybody was following her as well. Well, somewhat, but I th- I think the idea was that you knew that she was going to kind of go in her own way and yes. be her own. She thing. wasn't yeah. like making politics. No, 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 no. Uh, and she wasn't like. I mean, you basically like from the beginning, you know. Okay, well, this guy who's the put upon all the three most put upon characters were those characters. Yeah. You had her her being sold into kingdom and being yeah. treated, I mean, pretty badly treated. Let's be honest. In that first season, yeah. that was kind of rough for me to get through is it's just like not that I'm super sensitive or anything but I was just like I don't know that I care about this mm. storyline with all of this and then you had um, you know the bastard being put, put upon and sloughed off and yeah. well, stuff going on up there and he's going to probably become some kind of great character and then you had the smart little guy that everyone was underestimating yeah. but also like he was the clever one and yeah. not and he seemed to care like they all sort of because they were all put upon they all had like a sense of I don't know, like empathy for the common man or something. You know what I mean? Like they, they, they might actually have yeah, some have some idealism. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't just like they weren't just gonna they were gonna upset the status quo, which is probably going to be the ultimate like kind of theme that the story was going for. Maybe mm. I don't know. He kind of got lost there. And was there a theme? Some who knows? Some takeaway? Some moral? Possibly. They kind of try to shoehorn it back in at the end, but um, I didn't see any like moral tale in this series. I just saw it as. You know, this is storytelling, and, right? Uh, here's characters, interesting characters, and uh, sure. So okay, so, so we're still us. trying to figure out. So yeah, season two is kind of the primary conflict is that you've got the the Starks and the um and the, the Lannisters after after basically what happens to the pilot, and he pushes the kid. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then when when the red wedding happens, and they kill off a bunch of the Starks, they kill off the matriarch. It's not just Rob they kill off. They kill off the matriarch yeah. and Rob, and then a bunch of their for- the leading forces, and kind of like, okay, that's no longer yeah. a, a force now. It's no longer the Starks are getting ready to fight the Lannisters again. It's like now, whatever. Yeah. But yeah. then, the but then there's the still the conflict because they introduced the Red Woman in season two as well, and she's with Stannis, yeah, and right. he's the one that's also vying for being being the rightful king or whatever because yeah. he's a Baratheon, and Robert Baratheon was his nobody likes Stannis, brother. yeah. I felt a certain kind of, I don't know, because I feel like he kind of was reluctant about it to a degree, but also felt kind of like, you know, okay. Stannis didn't like Stannis. Yeah, right, yeah. There was there was something. And then, of course, his uh, knight, the Onion Knight or whatever, that character well, was, was, was a great character. And so, like, if you knew if you were seeing Stannis, you were going to see him. And that was another one of those soap opera characters. What's his name? Uh, they, call, they called him the Onion Knight. The Onion Knight. But he had Roderick, a real name. Um, I don't remember. Yeah. Onion dude. Yeah, but... um. He uh, he was great, and he seemed like a good guy too. That's what I mean. There's, there's a few characters that seem like a good guys when everybody else is, you know, all about you know the their entitlement to Personal power or yeah. yeah, you know, people like the little fingers and stuff like that. And and so then it becomes about Stannis, and then they have the big battle, mm-hmm. and Stannis loses because they use hellfire or yeah. whatever the hell that stuff was called wildfire, wildfire. You know, napalm on him and that was cool and all the while you're seeing that like what's her name's walking around with the dragons that are starting to grow up and they yeah. don't really get big till like season four maybe or something and then they she can start to do stuff with them yeah um 
And that what's what ends up being kind of cool about that storyline, I think, was just that it was a different location. It was like all of a sudden it was like deserts, and it was sort of more yes, it no was, longer in yeah. England or Europe. Exactly, yeah. Middle East. It was a different kind of uh, fantasy look yeah. to a degree. And you're still populated with white people. Somewhat, yeah. <laughs> and and so, yeah, so all the pieces are kind of coming together. Like I said, it all blends in a lot of ways, which is why I think for rewatchability it would be tricky because like season one has like a good setup. I think that that's just because that Ned Stark character is so strong. Yes. Um, but it's, it's a pretty dry season too because it's playing... I don't think there's anything supernatural. That's with the big reveal of that. I mean, would you agree that that's the big reveal at the end of season one? Is like, oh my god, there really are dragons. Like they they talk about them as in as if they were almost mythological or something that died out, and maybe they she were. She gets real. the dragons at the end of season one. That's the big thing. She goes in with the eggs and that oh. fire, and then she comes out of the fire, yeah. and they're the baby dragons, and that's I like mean, holy. What shit. I remember from season one is you know Ned getting his yeah he gets his head chopped, but that's like episode, that's episode nine, nine or something. Yeah. yeah, episode ten, the final episode of the season is like holy shit, there that's are right. dragons now. And then they, they start in, like, episode one of season two has the Red Woman, and she's doing maybe magic, mystical, kind of scary stuff. I yeah. feel like they, her her arc is an interesting one. But, um, yeah. so, but then, yeah, then it's just, like, what's going on in the North, and maybe there are zombie monsters, but how threatening are they, or what do they really represent? Mm-hmm. And Those are the dangerous zombies. Yeah, and then you just kind of... Fast kinda, ones. Yes, with weapons. Fast, with weapons. And then you just kind of keep going, and... Uh, like I said that second ep- that episode with the battle, whether it was season two or three, was pretty good. It must have been three. I just don't, but I don't know. I think it was like middle of season three. We could look this up, but we're not going to well, do that. Well, it would have been all about Renly in season two then, till he dies. Um, Renly was the the other son. Renly Baratheon, she's... Yeah, oh, 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 yes, yeah, yeah. right, yeah, yeah, he was the... Because Renly was vying for power, and then Stannis offs him with his... With the, the monster yeah. that that Red Woman uses. That's yeah, that, that super gross, like, weird, like, messed up, like, she births it or something. Yeah, yeah. That was, yeah, that was either late season two or part of season three. Yeah, sure, I don't remember. The fact that it's all blending is kind of tricky. It is well, kind it's of all epic. one big old long yeah. story. And each... I guess they had some like high points at the end of the seasons, but at the same time, each episode it was its own little bits of yeah. things. Yeah, I think that yeah, and that was kind of like it was good, good watching at the time. But that's where like I think it would be tricky to rewatch for yeah. me because I'd be like, well, are there enough little moments that I kind of remember and want to revisit slash stuff that I don't necessarily remember? And but you're right, as long as you've got as long as that ending is nice and fresh in your brain and kind of this happened and that happened and that mm-hmm. happened that concluded these things, then you're kind of Getting the mystery kind of... Yeah. I don't know if there's much more to flesh out, like, in a rewatch with the mystery of things. You know, you get to... You find out what Hordor is all about. And you, you yeah, learn I mean, the mystery of... I the, thought... I didn't know there was a mystery around Hodor. Yeah, I didn't really either. And it's like, oh, it's a reveal. And it's like, I guess, okay, but... And then it happens like, oh, well, that's adorable. Yes, kind of. Um, and all the stuff with Bran and the three-eyed raven and whatever magic that amounts to. And then the, the, the creation of the Night King because of these yeah. other kind of mystical... Because of the... Um, fairy creature or what, thing. What were they called? First people? Something like that, yeah. Which they kind of like gloss over a bit. I mean... Elves, basically, I guess. It, yeah, kind of... Uh, I don't know. I, I guess if you're going to get fanboy about it it's like okay what things did they bring up that they didn't really like that kind of like washed off like yeah. they lost it you know like the polar bear and lost like the this yes. and lost like the, uh, yeah, um bear. but uh 
and, and maybe you from reading the books will be able to elucidate some of these things as things that were like, well, this was what that maybe like when they were in the early seasons, they were following the books and then they just abandoned that. And the, or because they also didn't know because the story wasn't done with the books, right? Well, but he did finish it at some point or he kind of told them where he was know, going. He knows where the knew where the story was going. He might not have read the books, but right. he knows what happens. Right. He kind of knows the ending. All the characters and uh, whatnot. He just has to write it until he decided to stop writing it. Um, so has he actually finished it yet? I mean, from my understanding, is that somebody else is doing it. Oh, okay. Because he was just like, you know what, guys, I got enough money for ever. So he's just going to let somebody finish But isn't it like one book left to finish it? That's... No. Like, the books ended mm-hmm. when, uh, you know, John gets stabbed. Right. And that was season what was the end four, of... season five? That was five. Yeah. And then I think there are probably two other books after that. Mm-hmm. Depends on you know how thick these books are. Otherwise, it's just gonna be one massive book. Oh, so you so there hasn't been any new books written since, since then. John was stabbed. That's so, where the books. So, so the books stop with he's dead, in the books. Yes. So we don't. So then. So then did they? So they followed the books pretty accurately up till that point for the most part. I mean, thematic and large storytelling wise, yes. So the first four the seasons are pretty it, pretty accurate to the yeah. The minutia book. of it are, are different because sure. the hound dies right um, early on. When he's with Arya. Okay. Uh, he gets stabbed in a barroom brawl and defending Arya or what have you. and Or they both kill the shit out of uh, some of... Uh, some... Who are the... Lannisters? Lannisters. Yeah, right. Some Lannister folks uh, who were torturing everybody. Anyway, but he gets stabbed in the gut and then he dies under a tree. Yeah. And uh, then Arya goes her way, hops on a boat and heads off to uh, the New World. The old world. Oh, the face, and there's the face thing and all yes. that. That's she goes to Bravos because that's where she learned, you know, the, the assassin's trade. And that's how she went in the series as well. Right. Except in the series, it's uh, Brienne and the Hound have it out. Right. And we think that the Hound is dead, died, but he's dead, not. Yeah. yeah. And I, Arya never made it to the Red Wedding in the books. To just witness it? I don't think she did. Uh, I don't know anymore. I just know that the Hound died early on. I read the books through, I think, twice. But again, that was ten years ago. Yeah, right. So, okay, so that's a good that's a good reference point then. And I believe, shit, somebody was reminding me of this. Brienne of Tarth gets hanged at the end of the last book as well. Oh, wow. By Catelyn Stark, who is a zombie. Okay. <laughs> so she becomes... She gets killed still, and then... So, yes, she gets killed... And then, um, the, Sir Barrister? Barristan? The Bold? The mm-hmm. guy with lightning? No, not Barrister. He's the, uh, the guard. The, the dude who hangs out with the monk and the flaming sword. Okay, right, yeah, He yeah. dies in the final season. Right, yeah. He's got an eye patch. Yeah, the eye patch guy. Sure, times. sure, right, yeah, that guy. The knight, Sir, blankety-blank. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, he brings Caitlin Stark back to life. Gives his own life. For hers. Okay. And she's already been dead for like a week. Oh, wow. So when she comes back, she's not happy. Yeah. And she's not really human. And all she does is she kills the, um, the phrase. All she does is she finds phrase, she strings him up. <laughs> and she finds Lannisters, she strings him up. And she's got a following of all of, uh, that band. Yeah. The company that was following, um, Eyepatch Knight. Right, yeah. So she takes over that band. 
and all they do is they hunt down Lannisters and Freys and hang them. And they run across Brienne of Tarth, and and uh, she's like, what are you doing with the Lannister sword, and where are my daughters, and uh, you failed, so we're going to hang it. Oh, wow. And then noose tightens up around her neck, and up she goes. Whether or not she dies, probably not. But probably. that was another cliffhanger for the next book. Yes. Okay. Well, I think I'm less interested in reading the books. I don't like the idea of the zombie whatever thing. That seems odd to me. Yeah, she was what she became known as some dark woman. Oh, okay. Something like that. She got a name. Right. So that's a good way to kind of fast track through what I think is kind of. I think those for, uh, seasons two through four do kind of have a blending quality because it'd be basically what the upshot of the deal is that Jon Snow goes to the north. He's kind of a uh, like sleeper cell agent for yeah. for the the Night's Watch with the the Freemen or whatever they call them, and the then, free folk. The free folk, and then when they come back as if to assault, then he kind of turns on them, and and then yeah, and then his whole the arc ends up being that, that he ends well. up trying to sort of team them up because he knows that the, the greater seriousness is that zombie monsters and yeah. and all that. Now, I don't know if anyone is has he encountered the Night King by the end of the fourth of the fifth season. When he it's gets all stabbed. about the free folk. The free folk know that shit's going down, so they need to leave. Right. And so that's why they're trying to go across the wall. Yeah, but I think I th- okay, no, I think before he gets killed, he has had he has encountered the Night King because they had the, like the hard home thing, right? And isn't that when they're trying to bring people back? Or is that after he comes back? The hard home or the last home or whatever it's called, yeah. Because that's the ep- that's the first real episode where like there's a battle with like the White Walkers. As far as I can really tell. I know there's encounters with them and and stuff, like in seasons maybe even two or three. That's right. He wasn't there, though. Jon Snow wasn't there. That was that was the Night Watch, the head Baratheon. Baratheon? Oh, I don't know. No, not Baratheon. Uh, the head guy, yeah. Who's the bear guy? You know, Euron, uh, not Euron. Right. Fuck. Well, it's not that big a deal. But so, so you're saying he wasn't there? He, I know he was in. He was he was there at the hard anyway, battle. Sam and the Night's Watch, right? Yeah, and the the Lord King of the Night Watch. Sure, right? Yeah. What's his what, What's his I title? No, he's the dad of the one Mormon. guy. Yeah. yeah. So James Mormon's dad. Um. Anyway, Lord Mormon's there. That's where he dies. But he doesn't die because of the zombies. He dies because of his crew. Right. They kill him. Right. So you, they they have a zombie battle. They retreat. They go to uh, the house, right? Yeah, to regroup, and then they kill him and rape all the women. And uh, Sam takes off with right the girl Gilly. Yeah, that was probably season two or three. Because in season season one also ends with a bunch of them going up to do a yeah. But I don't remember John. No, that was later on. I think that was season. I think that was the end of season five. I think because he dies at the end of season five. Yeah. Well, John was sent on his way. He yeah. wasn't part of the Night's Watch then. He was on his own thing. Right, yeah. He was and doing the sleeper cell thing. Did the sleeper cell thing. And then came back. Is that remote alarm or something? Okay. Texting. Okay, so then he comes... Something like that happens, and he comes back, gets the mutiny stabs from, from the other people because they don't trust that he's, like, trying to put the greater good of, like, look, we have to trust these people. Right, well, we they don't believe in, in the... The heebie-jeebies? Yeah, right. They believe in, like, killing the free folk. And he's like, hey, there's worse things than the free folk. Yes. So let's bring them in. They're like, you're betraying the Night's right. Watch, so we're going to kill you. So... Did you retake? Yeah. 
so I, I, I had actually not watched it for like two or three years. And so I had, when I got HBO, I had all of season five and all of season six to watch. Mm -hmm. So I got to watch see, end season five. He gets stabbed. And then 10 seconds later, I got to start season six. Unlike a lot of other people nice. who had to be like, sure. holy shit, they just did that. Like, I mean, if I had seen that in real time, I'd be like, oh, yeah. that's like, I mean, you're still like in the realm of they've talked about characters that have died and come back, but yeah. you haven't seen it happen yet. And you know that for the most part, the big defining thing about Game of Thrones is if characters are dead, they're dead. You know, hey, we kill people that you might not expect us to right. kill, sort of seemingly. And you're like, oh, that's a character I really thought was going to become. So that's why they made it a you know final episode, fade to black or yeah. cut to black kind of kind of moment. And um, so yeah, it's, it was effective, but it was also like, especially because at that point you've already started to really see that he's coming into his own. It's like a guy that's taking yes. on leadership roles, this is and it's going to create a coalition. It's like yeah, make he's moving, he's driving the story. This yes, character. yes, and so it's like, oh shit, but you've done this before, Game of Thrones, you've killed off a character that was seemingly driving a major yeah. conflict, and then we all have to switch gears, and it takes that half a season or something to do yeah. it, but but they pretty quickly bring him back, and they have the Red Woman do it, and, yeah. like, and she's is, as surprised as everyone. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah, and uh, so she uses magic, so magic exists too, which they've kind of, I mean, they... Yeah, they, that's, I'd say, is the biggest dropped... Uh, plot point of the series is right. who is this fire god right. who ra raises the lord from the of dead? light yes. yes they don't go into it at all no. we have dragons and dragons are magical right and we've got you know this red witch who's able to do real magic and same with thoros you know the yeah, yeah. guy who lights a sword on fire and that dude with the eye patch who brings people back to life there's some real magic going on they don't bother explaining no they don't really get into it and they, they do establish that like that there's an order yeah. of these people it's not just the red woman is the only one there's like an order within yeah. them because because what's her name daenerys ha has a meeting with one of them yeah. and we shouldn't one. also gloss over the fact that she burns the shit out of people like their human sacrifices yes. are part of this yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's very dark when they start with it and yeah. you're like this is a bad lady like this is yeah. evil black magic i mean especially when it's like her giving birth to like an assassin monster thing yes. it's, it's gross it's sexual it's messed up it's manipulative and so her character does take an odd arc when then all of a sudden she's like you know being you know one of the one of the good characters is saying can you do this can you save this bring this guy back who like is a good character and he's doing it not coming from someone who even really knows him that well because it's the Onion Knight that, mo that motivates yes, all that happening. This is a good he just man. knows. Yeah, he can just tell, or he just has enough of a sense no, of I reading at the that point. Had the witch burned the daughter yet? I I believe no, 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 no. Because Stannis cause was still alive. Stannis was going to stay, and Stannis saved them when they were having a fight yes. with the Freeman. And then it was like okay, and then they execute them, and then blah blah blah, whatever. And then Stannis. I think all that happened after they brought him back. And then Stannis is like, no, I'm going to go fight, you know, the... Because, as I said, Winterfell. So I don't know if it's the if it's the bastard yet, or that other bastard. You know, that pain in the ass guy. Um, right, the Battle of the Bastards. But it's, well, it's not that. But but it's uh, but, but that's where... that's It's the same location yeah. that that... There's three yeah. major battles that yeah. happen... In Game of Thrones at Winterfell, as far as I can tell. And the first one is the one where Stannis' daughter dies, or is it sacrificed, and then he loses, and then Brienne of Tarth kills him. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just trying to remember, because 
the Onion Knight stays at yeah, he Castle stays Black. At Castle Black. Because it the only reason could be because Stannis is dead, right? I think he leaves to head back to Castle Black when he sees kind of the the turning of the tide with things. I don't know that he betrays him and leaves though. I he does he would never betray him. No. He goes back maybe just on an errand. And then he gets the news that the princess was burned. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that he knew that she yeah. did it because once he finds yeah. out that she did it, he's like, "He's gonna kill you." The are witch. done for. Yeah. yeah, like I'm. He couldn't have known an an, an aster. aster yeah. No, he wouldn't have been able to. I mean, he as a character, I think he could have separated those two for that moment to get to that point. But, but had the witch then the burned case. the girl by then? I think she had because I think that she was. Because she, yes, she just she just came back to Castle Black all by herself. Yes, and so she had failed at that, and she was feeling, and really she was feeling, feeling discouraged, yeah. and and like I, so that must have been where the thing the turn happened with her because she was like evil and manipulative seemingly, and then then like well but she thinks she's doing the Lord's she, work. Yeah, exactly. You get the sense that well, okay, all this time you you're like is she blowing smoke? I mean, you're like, oh, I guess she really did believe it, and then when it didn't work, and that she killed this kid for nothing. Yeah. She feels kind of like, wow, that was not good. I'm not a great person. <laughs> but then she brings what's-his-name back, and yeah. then still whatever, and then they kind of find out, I think. Oh, no, they don't find out till after the Battle of Bastards, because that they kind of... He banishes her at that point, and she leaves Winterfell. Yeah, because he didn't like her at all, ever, any time. Right, yeah. He tell, he has, But he does have... The, just, to, just to add extra drama to the Battle of the Bastards, he has that moment in the tent with her where he says, I don't want you to bring me back again. So it's like setting it up before the battle, like, well, she's, well who cares if he dies? Like, let's, let's bring us bring him back again and again and again. It's like the Dragon Ball Z or something. Um, so yeah, and then that was probably... For my opinion, I think... I think Seasons five through six maybe because i watched them so like so so concisely right. and maybe because like that just in terms of like storytelling you you had major momentum going at that point you had a lot of moving parts a lot of characters still alive a lot of yeah. a lot of aspects going on you still had the stuff with bran going and they skipped the whole season with him or two or something or one and a half and then they got back to whatever was going on yeah. with him you know learning to become a jedi master or whatever <laughs> yeah, he really didn't do a whole lot of anything no, at all. No, he kind of w- was able to know stuff. Which yeah. he didn't put to use. Not really, no. And who knows what some of it even was. He did one thing that I can see, and he was bait just to draw the Night King out. Yeah, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. But, but yes. beyond that, what was the point of his whole big old journey? I'm not quite sure. Um, so anyway... Yeah, so you get to so Jon Snow gets resurrected, and that might be when Hard Home happens because he goes and then it's like okay we're gonna get all the and then they bring all the free folk from their home from the Hard Home on boats and shit and it's yeah. like we're taking off we're bringing we're recruiting you and they're part out teamed up and like okay we're gonna go get our get our castle back and get this get the North ready to go and organized because meanwhile this other bastard Renly is that his name Bolton Bolton. Who's been a real psychological warfare guy? I mean, we've completely left out Reek this whole time, but yeah. you know that whole story arc is whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's a good one, but it's it's it it, it, it is a it sort of underscores other arc. Yeah, that was quite quite the arc. Yeah, it's a lot of psychology in that or something. You know, characters completely goes fairly dark, 
becomes fairly well, wait for the right it's a good exercise for the writers to really stick with a character yeah yeah and the audiences are also sticking with it yeah like hoping and praying that this guy might come around i guess i guess yeah and he does in the end like because at some point everybody's has already given up on the dude like he's should be dead already why is he still alive yeah. nobody cares about him everybody hates him he should just go eat worms yeah that guy yeah and so but then in the end but, but there's yeah. they they established like two or three season two or three that there's a little bit of some empathy for him in some degree because it was, he was like basically like he was kidnapped right by the Starks yes so he never was one and so then when he finally goes back to, to see his father and like yeah. but he's, he's developed kind of a familial relationship with the Starks because they sure. raised him they were decent to him and good to him and, uh, and, but then his dad's a piece of shit like yeah. just doesn't you know it's like rah, 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 you know that's like the equivalent of what he does to him well he just shouldn't have shown up all high and mighty and entitled somewhat yeah there was that but then you know the way it squared out and so then he kind of went in a very dark arc and then he got his comeuppance to a degree and then some maybe yeah. and got kind of broken down and then kind of somehow built himself back up yeah but yeah, well, so, good on him for making it to the end. Yeah, exactly. You know, he did what he needed to. Um, and so then you get the uh, yeah the Battle of the Bastards. I think that that was probably for me that was probably the, the where the season where the show really hit its peak because mm-hmm. of intensity. Because you still, I don't know. I mean, I was once they bring once they bring John back, then you've established okay, you're gonna go back on one of your main like things of the show which is like if characters die right. they're dead and that's like gonna upset things and that's how things really work in life or whatever and you know what you're right that was entirely just a writing trope and mm-hmm. cliffhanger what point of in the story did that serve having him die and then being brought back to life yeah it served no aspect of the story it undermined things to be honest yeah um, now, now it could just be that they followed the books and that's what happened to the books. And then they were like, well, shit, what do you think happens next? Because you, the way this looks like is it looks like these three characters are going to have to team up because that's what your epic adventure story is about. You know, it's about the three most put upon, but still like in a position to pep where they could gain power, yeah. but they'd have to do it the right way. You know, American yeah. dream bootstrap kind of shit. But now you've killed one of them off. I mean, that's like, that's a major death. I mean, Rob... Was, at the time seemed like a major death because it was just he was leading a major conflict yeah but i didn't think rob was all that interesting of a character and they really didn't do much with him i mean he had a few moments of a few lines with his mom and everything else but what that's what that red wedding really did is it was like holy shit okay they pushed a restart and mm-hmm. veered this in a different direction but when they kill john you're right it's like okay that's that was probably a pretty like for people seeing that and then waiting a year before find out what happens yes. next it's like that was just sensational it was yeah it and then bringing uh, him back kind of was no meat to the story. yeah so then yeah. you still kind of wonder well, okay he, they make then they have to do the tent scene where he's like i don't want you to bring him back again and it's like okay that's just so that when we, that way when they're surrounded and it's this giant pile of bodies style battle you're thinking could he die for real this time mm-hmm. could this still could this bad guy win in the in the game of thrones versus bad guys well, win sometimes no movie ever do heroes <laughs> right. die in a big battlefield with a bunch of other dudes not necessarily yeah yeah you know what i mean it has that, to be something special one on one or something yeah. yeah i mean that i would love to see that movie where right. all these characters you love are just dying randomly <laughs> like hap, hap, lo, just bullet to the head all of a sudden sure. they're out and the other characters whom you also know and love are just 
dealing with that uh, mighty shock. <laughs> it works for that, that's what it means. Like it, it works in the context of a television show in the earlier seasons when then you can sh- you can still have time to veer and build those other characters. Yeah, but like it's a tough one because you're telling a story with characters that you need to grow and develop, yes. and you can't do that if you kill them off. <laughs> <laughs> you have to then start over, or you have to keep other ones. You can bring one that was like, okay, say you have like three characters, and you think the primary protagonist, and then like second and third. The third one could be the the primary by the end of the fifth season. If the other two have been killed in major events, mm-hmm. sure you can kind of do that because the third one's at least followed through. But you can't all of a sudden have the fourth one be the primary protagonist in the fifth season that you don't introduce till season three or so you know what I mean? Unless you're just that's you're telling some other moral tale of like it's hey, possible, yes. Everybody right. dies. Everybody dies and shit goes on. Yeah, and you can do that if it's this like twist of like like you said, like you can have it be like, hey, this twelfth character is now the king at the end of the final season and it's like, well who the fuck was that? Oh, it was just so and so's nephew. Mm-hmm. And you're like, Oh, that's how it works sometimes, you know, all these people fight and die and they all die and then there's one guy left holding the sword at the end that yeah. was, you know, just the the meek kid that you saw twice in the show. So you could have done that too, but not to get too far ahead. But yeah, so I mean I really was engaged by that because I think mean, that was an awesome battle. When when you realize that it Battle is a, a pile of bodies scenario where it's like 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 changing the elevation and topography of the battlefield just because of the violence. Yeah. Um, so the simplicity of it, but the effectiveness of it and the intensity of it was good. Uh, which is tough because I'm not the kind of guy that's necessarily engaged by just like yes. violence and like well, car I chases think, or something. I mean, most you know? movies and shows, they never deal with the logistics of warfare. Right, yeah. And like having all of a sudden these obstacles all over the place of dead bodies and what the mud ground turns into and footing and all that most time is just glossed over and you see people doing some fancy choreography yeah um, and like being able to physically access your opponent mm-hmm. it can be a big deal <laughs> yeah so that and then the Battle of Bastards happens, and then, then some of the Starks kind of manage to come together, because yeah. I think that's... And then, well, Sansa's the clear hero in the yeah, Battle of yeah, the Bastards. Yeah. And via Littlefinger, in a weird bit of irony, because he facilitates the, what is the, the, the Knights of the Vale, or whatever? Yeah. Because he was kind of the head guy there. Right Somehow the that happened? Yes. Well, yeah, he manipulated the, the sister-in-law, or yeah. whatever. So, that, yeah. And then, at that same time, you get that now that it seems like John's about to become king of the north or whatever they're going to try to make him having reclaimed Winterfell and you know saved his sister and yeah. all this other stuff and you're starting to get characters positioned and I think about that same time Tyrion has convinced Daenerys not to kill him after what's his name after that, that yeah. night brought her brought him back Jorah Jorah yeah redeeming himself found yeah, yeah. redeeming with some redemption there uh, and then, even though he had to leave because he had uh, shingles got, or whatever, got the shingles, yeah, <laughs> the gray skin, yeah, the gray skin. Uh, so, so then you start to see. Okay, so the, I think season six ends with okay, the Battle of Bastards. John's king of the North, or I want to call him that, and he's of course going to always be reluctant. Uh, the kid Bran is almost backed from the North, and has having his flashbacks. Yeah. To Ned Stark and uh, the... Uh, How did he get back? They just kind of... Oh, oh, um, 
the other Stark that was like half zombie uh, saved the day yeah, and, and yeah. caught him and was able to bring him back. So. Jethro Stark or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Was. Whatever he was. Um, and so that's when Bran has his revelation that Jon Snow is not Ned's bastard, but rather their pseudo, their, their uh, cousin, I think, right? Because he's actually cousin, the, yes. the right. He was the the he was actually born from. A, well, wait, do they really? The, no, they don't reveal the entirety of that relationship. They just they, they reveal that he is the spawn of the sister yeah, and the prince and the prince, and not and not not uh, whether or not it was consensual or anything else. The, the consensual. That's not I revealed then. No, yeah, no, no, no. It's it, you get a sense that maybe she was raped and that this guy was then killed and all. She's locked away in the tower. The guards are guarding it. Uh, Ned and the other Marsh man. Yeah, they managed to kill off those knights with a bunch of other handful of die, guys who die. Yeah, and then you find out. Okay, he's the actual. He's a Targaryen yeah. via whatever, whether it's you know rape or yeah. well, you think that's what it is at the end of season six. And then you're like, you get the double fold thing of like, what's your name is about ready to like, okay, because she's had all the drama going around trying to get like the slavers and all that in line. And she's finally done that. She almost got kicked out. And then she came back in that badass moment where she kind of like walks in the door after like flying back in with the dragon. It's like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. <laughs> um, after she brings, when she brings back the last of the, whatchamacallit, the Drogos or whatever those guys yeah. were. She brings to heal all the, uh, the hordes. The of... hordes of, yeah. So oh, so then it's like okay well now they're on their boats and they're ready to go and that's, that's how season, that's yeah season six ends with them on the boats ready to go with Tyrion teamed yeah. up with her and Varys as well, um, who's been kind of the like scheming you know guy the whole time but he's always but but you get enough of his character in, to understand that like he it seems like his overwhelming motivation in all of his scheming unlike Littlefinger is less about like personal gain and more about just like establishing like. Like, he seems to actually give a shit about, like, the common people yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, he wants things to be the best for the people. Uh, which, you know, whatever. Okay, I guess so. But he's, of course, but he's very cynical because he's, like, you know, a politician and all yeah. that. So that's happening. And you get that moment of, like, oh, so if he's a Targaryen and she's a Targaryen, then there's going to be a conflict there. And also... They can't get together, which is what you kind of think was going to maybe happen eventually anyway. It's like, you know, the prince and the princess and whatever, yeah. happily ever after. So they kind of dash that. Why can't they get together? <laughs> well, Eric, I'm saying it would be frowned upon. So what? <laughs> yeah, right? Um, I mean, Danny certainly didn't care. Yeah, and I wasn't sure what what the relationships were i knew that they both were and i'm like well are they like distant cousins like is it like kind she of was okay she, it ended up being explained at yeah. one point in the show and i'm like okay that's how it was so he was and then i'm like when they show the flashback because now we're in a season season seven and season seven is just sort of more like season seven seems like it's a lot of like uh wrapping up old business to set it up for season eight <laughs> you know it's like okay this person needs to get because a lot of like like characters that have been good but aren't dead yet need to get killed, you know, like the uh, the old lady that was uh, that other house. All oh, the High Garden, yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally forgot about their um, demise. Yeah, well, you have the well, you uh, we've completely glossed over d- during all of this um, old Cersei's arc, and yeah. you know, going with the religion thing taking over, and then the whole thing where she switches from you know being naked, getting shit thrown at her, yeah. um, to like basically becoming like the. Uh, the queen, the evil queen, yeah. she takes over. 
Well, I don't think that surprised anybody. No, not really. I mean, but then you know, and she and she you know frags a bunch of people with some more blow up juice. Yep. So that happens at the end of middle of season six. Or so. I think there's a whole episode devoted to that, and there's a whole episode to the bastards or something like that. They kind of like I feel like they kind of played like whole episodes to one arc, not necessarily one arc, but to one well, I guess to one arc at a time. At, at times, you yeah. know, they would certainly decide when it's something major was yeah, when they, something major was going to happen. Like, okay, this is a huge battle episode. It's just going to be this storyline. Yeah. We're not going to then cut to King's Landing in the Battle of the Bastards for ten minutes at the yeah. beginning or at the end. I mean, unless they had the time, I guess. So then you're all set up, and you're like, okay, how's this thing going to end? You know, you got the pieces coming together, and you know it's going to be a lot of, like... I mean, it's tough with sagas, I think. I'm not going to even say trilogies, but I think, and we were talking about, like, the Hobbit movies and the Lord of the Rings earlier. Right. Or Star Wars, even. Like, that moment when all cylinders are firing and all things are at their most action-packed and Mm -hmm. at their highest stakes... It's always like, it is like that. In the Game of Thrones, for me, it is like seasons five and six. Yeah. Which is actually pretty far into the show. There's a lot yes. of setup. It's, it's, it's a very front-loaded, setup character-build show. Yeah. Which, which is then, you know, kind of inevitable. But I think that's inevitable to, in terms of the way that the storylines flow. I don't think I've, it's, it's rare that I've ever seen like a pure trilogy of, where it's like a, a full story. Where like the ending is the strongest part. I just don't think it's... I think I struggle with it as, like, a guy who, like, wants to write stories and stuff. Well, I think the most writers do, because most endings are terrible. Well, you're wrapping stuff up. You've you've had a lot of big events, your big climaxes, your major yes. characters, or not. I mean, I'm not just talking about the denouement. I'm talking about, like, literally, like, you can't have too much real... You can't have a lot of twists happen. You almost are just, like, a slave to your plot at that point. It becomes literally plotting. Yeah. And then it becomes kind of a rush. And that's, I think, what the biggest con, uh, where people were complaining even in season seven is it's like, man, it used to be like it would take like a whole half a season for these two characters to get together. Now it's just like now John Stowe's met what's her name, met Daenerys, and he's hanging out there. He went from Winterfell to the Iron Islands in like, you know, like a cut uh, yes. in, the ep- in a single episode. And you're like, whoa, that's fast. Yeah. Like, what's going on with the time frame here? Well, they got to wrap this shit they up. They got to wrap this shit up. And so you start feeling that sense. And so then their relationship is accelerated, and so it doesn't work. And, and and I wonder if this was a mistake, that reveal of him being the king and them being related, because now you're, as the audience, sort of, like, already a little leery about, like, what's going to happen. You know, like, you don't have that, like, sense of heartbreak if they do start to develop a romance or develop I agree a with that. I think that would have been better had they just focused on the romance, like, oh, this is a perfect couple. Yeah, yeah. Perfect for it's each a perfect other. perfect setup for it, yeah. Doing great. Oh, this will be great. Everybody loves it. Oh, they're already in love and they're doing it. Good things are happening. And then you feel the heartbreak with the characters yes. when they find out. Instead of you, you feeling gr- gross when it kind of gets into that, yeah. it's also that was rushed too. I didn't say get, get a good sense of any romance between them because so much conflict. I don't remember. Yeah, and plot had to happen. You get it. You yeah, got you you know, a few you moments had the chemistry of chemistry like, going on. Yeah, you had chemistry on. like of them understanding each other as two powerful people that like had. But it needed more time. It needed a little bit more finessing. Yes, and, and, it needed and more, or, like in Romeo and Juliet, yeah. the scene where they're just, you know, in bed lying together, being together. Just enjoying each other's company. Maybe. Or or even just like... Uh, the I don't mean of, like actually literally yeah, being yeah. in bed, being together. They just needed more time as a couple to be... Yeah. To, as a couple together than we saw. Or, or, yeah, or even just, it could have been, and it might have been that there was some of this and I just tuned it out or missed it. But just moments when you get to see that how, and that would hit back to the themes that I, I think are kind of there, 
how them both being kind of marginalized characters in in, in their lives up till now does create a bond for them. Mm. You know, her being this 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 princess woman that you know was ostracized or what all the things she's had to deal with all the things he's had to deal with like that's kind of something they have a commonality and i don't know that that was ever necessarily it might have been but addressed in terms of that and that would point to like a real connection and that would have been better um or they could have done more with that but instead the whole time before they even meet you're like these two are related they better like like you're already like you're already like feeling icky about about it as soon as they like are in the same scene you know because mm-hmm. you kind of know well they probably like this is where we this is where we as the audience like this is where I thought this show was gonna go since like the first episode I was like that that princess and that guy are gonna get to, he's gonna become some kind of king. Yeah. And sure. she's gonna, you know, become some kind of princess, and they're like, that's what you're. That's they're gonna get together because they're both put upon, and they're both gonna have a sense of of moral justice that will make the world a better, make this world yes. a better, and that's gonna be the point of the story. Or they'll both be destroyed, and it will be a cynical that the point of the story is that yeah. this, you know, it'll be the, uh, you know, what's his name, Lannister, you know, digging through the guts of the, you know, of the deer, explaining it to Tyrion mm-hmm. in season one, kind of stuff. Uh, those kind of characters Tyrone. win. Yeah. <laughs> Tyrone, yeah. Tyrion, Tyrone, not Tyrone. No, it's uh, Tywin. Tywin, thank you. Tywin. Um, so, yeah, so I feel like that was the, I think that was maybe their first misstep. That, and then, like you said, this the sense of rush. And both those seasons, season seven and season eight, were shorter than ten. And HBO could, apparently the story is HBO wanted wanted more, you know? And I don't know if more would have necessarily been better or if the writers were already like, oh, you know what? We're getting the Star Wars offer. It's, we want to go do that now. <laughs> um, and yeah. so and so I think that's the first sense of like, okay. And, and it's like, it's like, it's kind of like the machine is, is in flow. You know, yeah. the plot is going to go a certain direction. It has to wrap this up. It has to wrap that up. And so then it just comes down to, will it do it in a halfway decent way? And will it feel authentic to the characters? And that's where you get to. I mean, so season season seven kind of wraps some stuff up and sets you up. And then you wait two years and then you get six episodes to kind of do the rest of it. Yeah. And what do you have to do? What do you have left at the end? Well, let's, let's talk about being authentic to the characters. Yeah, bit, for sure. <laughs> I think that last season did... did some fast and loose stuff with the characters. Oh, absolutely it did. I mean, we can start at the beginning. So, so you, you get... Like a bit of setup still, I think to the to, to six episodes. I enjoyed say those first two episodes where nothing happened. Yes, and it's just all of our favorite characters whom we've been with for so long, right? Just interacting with each other and getting ready. And, the like, fireplace in season two, like the fact that that like half that episode was just like a bunch of these characters all like sharing a drink when they all think they're gonna die. Fucking loved it. I love that too, and yeah. I thought that then the uh, the long night ba- battle episode was it was a good battle. It was, it was engaging. I mean, I was. Was way too high when I watched it. <laughs> that doesn't help. And I was did you terrified watch, the whole time. Did I'm you like, w- watch it at night though, so you could actually see what was going on? Because yes. that was the complaint a lot of people had is that it was so dark. Well, just and turn like, the brightness up on your TV. That's or, what turn, we did. Or, or, or turn the darkness yeah. down in your room. You know. But and, oh it, and obviously that a lot of that was to hide effects. It's still a TV budget. Most of the dragon stuff, especially in the daytime, didn't look much better than like a sci-fi channel movie. But you kind of roll with it. You're yeah. like, okay, we get it. At least they shoot, they build some real sets, and they shoot in some real locations. So it does have a for a TV show. It does have a sense Costumes of costumes are great in the set. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. You know, so you kind of have to like, you know, you fight, you pick your battles, and you go with it. Yeah, and so you get the setup of that. Um, and I thought that, that was a pretty engaging battle. And I don't know wh- how people feel. Like, I mean, 
I think I'm not. I thought that the actual way the Nightcap King was dispatched was awesome. Mm-hmm. That maybe awesome is a bit more than I. But I thought like I, I kind of thought it was great. Came I, out entirely out of left I, field. It did, but but I kind of chuckled and uh, to myself about it. Uh, I I think that the failing with 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 all that Night King stuff is a greater thing. That becomes more to like this head scratcher of so what were they really and what was the big point and if this is all it was then it feels like you know like 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 it was kind of punctuated quickly which is I'm okay with to a degree I'm okay with how it was done how it's punctuated I just feel like maybe it needed to be more to that it, it's, it's another rush thing like you know like maybe you needed another episode where maybe the Night King said something or or didn't have to say anything but like maybe there was another the Night con- King speaks he, or or an, another engagement w- with. With with Jon Snow, or you saw something of them them encroaching. Instead, you get the end of season seven with you know the dra- the de- the monster dragon because yeah. now a dragon is is yeah. is a White Walker. Yeah, blows through the mountain, uh, blows through the wall, which was uh, you know had runes, but even that didn't do a shit against a dra- magic dragon. Yeah. and then they fly in, and you're like, okay, I guess it's still going to take them like a month to get to Winterfell. <laughs> <laughs> and all you hear is like, oh yeah, they already took that part out. It's like so you only. You don't see anything of that to get us, you know, to get a real sense of like, okay, it's really happening. And I think that was done. It was, was okay appropriate because yeah. you wouldn't, you wouldn't. There weren't be survivors, so you yeah. might have heard the one word like, "Oh, they're through the gate." Well, then where the fuck are they then? Yeah, and that they play that really effectively in that uh, the long night, the battle when all the Dothraki have their lit up swords yeah, and they're yeah. going after, them, and then they're just sort of they all disappear. Yeah, one by one, the swords just disappear, and you don't know what's going on. You yeah. Just here, you know. No, that was good. I think that that whole episode. I think the first three episodes of the last season are pretty, still pretty good. Like I said, it's, it's still like just, just like I don't know. It could have been, there could have been more with the nature because that to me was such a major thing. Because I think back when I, when they first introduced the Night King is that one really scary end of an episode in like season three or season four when it's the baby on the like wolf. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And it just takes it all the way up, and then you see the circle, and then you see the guy come out, and he, yeah. and he you know, t- touches the baby on it. Nice. Sure. And I'm like, holy fuck! There's scary fucking monster shit up there. Like it's not just zombie monsters that are kind of like, eh, whatever. Like there's like scary fucking monster yeah. shit. I did watch the very first episode again. Right. Well, at least we started it when we were watching the finale episode right. today, because then eventually we turned the finale on. But. When the dude's running through the forest and the guy's getting chopped up, yeah, like the very beginning, they see the symbols laid out in the body parts, right? And you see a moment of some monster with the head and the thing. Oh wow! Uh, and that was one of the White Walkers, not one of the Whites, right? Because before it was such a quick cut, you really didn't know what you were looking at. Yeah. But having them watch the show, you now going back to see, just like, oh well, that was one of the. Uh, I think the lieutenant or the king itself, probably oh, not the well. king itself, but one of the um, okay the head honchos. But but understanding that dynamic is it's still kind of a mystery, and maybe we're okay. Uh, you, you have to kind of be okay with it. They can't answer everything, or they could, but they just didn't. I think you'd be wasting way too many people's time trying to answer everything. Some somewhat, yeah. So I mean, the point is like so, so yeah. So it ends up being Arya that saves the day. And what I liked about it is, and I I only kind of vaguely remembered it because, like I said, I you know I watched it kind of in fits and starts throughout so she was learning all that cool assassin stuff from the faceless guy yeah. and i'm pretty sure that was like one of those karate kid kid style moves he taught her with well, that the, the knife drop thing that she does 
I think that was something he taught her. Oh, maybe. Yeah. And and, and so I like that because like at first like Boomy catches her and he's got her, and then she does the knife drop and stabs yeah. him with the obsidian blade, and boom, everything's over. Like a you know killing the main character in a Zelda made boss at a Zelda level yeah. or something. Um, I think people were probably like, okay, that was it. Okay then, you know. But I, I like. I think everybody was cheering. I, I certainly like, was. I, I, I like, thought, oh, I thought that was cool Aria for the win. Yeah, yeah, and, and using her, you know, assassin's training, like knife drop, like yes. you know, like 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 the kind of thing that somebody would teach you to, uh, in a street fight. Well, kinda. it was very much in line with uh, themes of destiny. Like everything that is going on has a purpose. Right. All these characters have a destiny. Yeah. So all that she went through getting blinded them. and all yes. that other stuff that we kind of glossed over. Literally written for them by the writer, but also within the world, yeah. things are prophesized. Like the, uh, apparently the Red Witch, she met Arya earlier on and said, you're going to be closing a lot of eyes. Yeah. And, uh, so I don't she, remember when she did though in the show. I remember she's in, she comes into the final to that to that episode of that battle. She w- rides up before. Yeah, I was trying to remember it as well. But like, it, when did their paths cross? Because they know each other, but I don't fucking remember. When I don't happened. remember that. Uh, but it was when Gendry was kidnapped by her, right, from the band, because it was Arya, Gendry, a couple other folks, right, and they're all hanging out with the band of uh, Sir One Eye. And in the Thoros with the flaming blade, right? And uh, so the Red Witch comes up. She talks to Thoros, takes away Gendry, puts some leeches on him. Yeah, right. And, okay, uh, yeah. And then curses Rob and Renly and uh, the other guy, the one who po- gets poisoned. Joffrey. Anyway, so that must have been when she met met what's her name. But I and then then her appear her reappearance after like two seasons. Was kind of interesting because in season, you know, you're watching that episode of the final season and the, the battle, and then somebody rides up and you're like, "Who is this?" And then you're like, "I, I was actually thinking, like, I wonder what's going on with that character. Whatever happened with her?" Yeah. I was thinking that, and then it's her, and I'm like, "Oh, well, that's good timing, I guess." <laughs> that they're, you know, maybe the writers knew that's probably what the audience would be wondering about. Yeah, well, she sees the future, so maybe she saw. I was like, "Oh, well, this is where I gotta be at yeah. the time." And so you know, everything's all saved, and then she kind of. And she did a few other things. She lit the swords on fire and did did some other things. So she kind of really helped turn the tide on all yeah. that to a degree. And then you've revealed they've revealed this before, like in a episode ending, uh, like in season probably five or six, that all of her magic is somehow con- or her immortality or whatever it would be is connected to this you know necklace that she wears, this choker. So right. when she takes that off, she's an old lady, and she you know that's when she goes to sleep. Yeah. And so the, she takes it off and just kind of walks out into the snow and right. fades to dust and dies. And that the episode ends, and I'm like, well, that was a cool way to end the episode, too, you know? So I think the first three episodes are pretty good. And then you get into the fourth one. And I like the fourth episode where everyone's still drunk s- and having a party. To a degree, and then you start to see the fractionalization happening. Yeah. And I think that, uh, what's his name, the um, the primary uh, guy who's been with Daenerys through the whole show for the most part. Uh, Grey Worm? No, the... Uh, Jorah? Yeah, Jorah, yeah. Right. For the whole show. He dies in that battle. Yeah. Kind of, not unceremoniously, but it's like, you know, set through, it's, you know, op- music over, operatic, and so it's, not he gets a moment, really, to die. I think die. he gets plenty of, he, like, saves Daenerys from yeah, all the zombies. Yeah, you know, it's, it's an epic thing, but, like, there's no, there's no no character to it like he doesn't get to say anything. like I don't know what his final words were he doesn't it was need somewhere else. else yeah right fine 
his but, deeds. But, his deeds uh, speak for themselves. I understand that. But of course, he's also come back because because Sam helped save him at the smart people town. Yes. In the place where none the of the Citadel or something. Why, like where none of the stuff that's happening in the whole show yeah, matters to anybody. Yeah, what the fuck anybody. has been going on? That place Citadel. is awesome. That place is where the Iron Bank is. So a bunch of people with money and yeah. the Gold Army or whatever. So this huge all the smart guys hub of power. Yeah. Is completely removed from, from everything, everything in this happening. kingdom and the story and uh, all exactly, of it. yeah. And, it, and that to me was kind of like, I think that that's actually that kind of the biggest problem. I know that should have been where the capital of the of the place was. You would think, you would think, like, what the fuck is going on with this place? That's should have been where all the, yeah. all the important stuff is, and all the other things. It's removed, and then like, okay, so what I, you know, and then you got all the old old fucks, all the old. Uh, Maesters or whatever, being like, oh no, 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 there's no such thing as these monsters and blah blah blah. Yeah. I'm like, well, the monsters should probably attack that place. Like, I mean, here's I think what I come what it comes down to is that there should have been a full season of seeing the effect of the monsters invading and attacking this world, and I, it should have been like a lot more desolation. Well, that's what I know. A lot of my friends thought it was going to be. They thought that the Night King was going to destroy uh, Winterfell and then yeah. continue on down, and the final battle would be held. In the Red Keep, what? with everybody, right against the the Dead Eyes, right. Uh, I would have been fine with with, with the, the way they ending it ended it ending still that way, but it was too much of a direct line from A to B. They they, they could have had more tangential things with you know like, like that whole other place should have fallen, or should have been at least contextualized place? the place where all the smart people and rich people oh, were, you know what I mean? all the power was yeah. Now was that the same town where Arya went and learned the face change stuff? I no, thought that Arya was the same went place. across the sea okay. to Bravos. I thought Bravos was and where the Iron where Bank was and all Temple that. Of the stuff. Well, the Iron Bank actually is in Bravos, but they have their uh, uh, their franchise. Yeah. In uh, well, anyway, the, the, it was it was kind of weird when all of a sudden you're like, so how explored is this world? And if there's places where people like have. Greater power, but are completely removed. And it also from the like consequences Dorne was of, yeah. off the map for most of it. Yeah, and then it, I liked that they introduced it because it was another different locale. It kind of had like a cool like, yeah. Mediterranean. And they should have been like heavy hitters. Yeah, big players, and the one dude dies, and that was gruesome. Yeah, everybody loved him. He's dead. Yeah, and then we go down there for a little bit for some reason. Right, and then we never hear about them again. Nope. No, and we don't. Yeah, they kind of like lost their effect. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, yeah. Cersei kills the. She doesn't even kill him. She we just leave it hanging. Yeah, like she locks up the mother and the daughter and says, "Hey, you're gonna watch your daughter die." Like you know, and she poisons somebody or something. Yeah, yeah. It, with a slow poison. Who knows how long it's gonna last? For the life of me, I thought Braun was gonna come in and save the day yeah. and save that woman, like you know she did to him, and then they'd have you know a match right. or what have you, but. Yeah, they kind of dropped the ball with him, but that kind of fit his character to a degree. He had his moment where he walked in with Tyrion and with the yeah. and, and Jamie and was like, "I was sent to kill you, fuckers, but you guys got a better offer." And they're like, "Yeah, we'll do this." Yeah, well, you go Highgarden, and then you go, there you go. He gets Highgarden somehow. And he's like, "Okay, he's like, if whoever whoever lives, and whatever." Highgarden being the size of a freaking kingdom, it's yeah. one of the seven kingdoms. Yeah, yeah. And he but he but he puts that together. He very bluntly points out. Well, yeah, it's just some asshole kills enough people, and then eventually he's got a kingdom, and that's well, how he's, he's an asshole kills enough people because he's got like hundreds of other people behind him. Yeah, it's just 
him. He has right. no people. Well, no, but that's how it starts too, right? You know, you don't get the people behind you till you've been the asshole that was there. So he's the, he's the progenitor of his own his own house. I don't know. <laughs> I thought that was way too. Uh... It was it was kind of ham fisted, and, and it, it was way too ham fisted. And it removed him from being involved in some of that stuff later on or bigger stuff, which was kind of lame because he's a fun character. But maybe this show was more dire, so they didn't want that fun character there. But you wanted it, you know. They just got to bring him back to make him master of coin or whatever. <laughs> At the end. So yeah, so you get to season four, episode four of the final season and everyone's kind of blah, blah, blah. And you start to see the rifts. Yeah. Jamie and Brienne hook up. Yeah, which is kind of... I mean, it gets a little soap opera. That's been, I think, a complaint people have had. Well, they I don't know if they set that up in yeah. the show. Right. They do set it up in the books early, early on. Possibly. Uh, that there was chemistry between the two of them. Uh, in the yeah. books, anyway. I don't remember actually seeing that in the show so much. but I... Yeah, I mean, I don't have too much of a problem with the whole... Gen- I think people were complaining, like, well, he had a redemption arc, and then he like goes back, and then not a lot comes of him going back either. And Well, I think quite a bit comes from him going back. Well, I mean, it, it says something about some stuff, maybe, but, like, I mean, it's not like it mattered that he came back, I guess. Is what it I does mean. matter. She died with the man that she loved, well, okay, Cersei. That, so yeah, she had true. she had one friendly face in this fucking that's world. That's true, yeah. But she got true. to see you right before she died. That's true, okay. Yeah, when they got, yeah, they got a bunch of rock. I mean, the relief out. that she felt when she saw him again and her world was collapsing, that was heartbreaking. That's, yeah, I guess. Uh, it felt like it was all very quick. That was, again, that was all, that all got very rushed because that stuff was going on. So yeah, season four had a lot happen in it because don't they kill the second dragon in season four too? When did the? Because it's like all of a sudden it's like they you do mean episode the, four, the episode four, and so and yes. so and so it's like boom now they're ready to make the assault but they're not prepared. Yeah, and boom, so they all of a sudden it's like boy they're not they might not win this thing they only have one dragon. Yeah, they well it's also like and they keep killing them off like that. Well, they they were were just like not prepared and then like everything goes haywire and then then they kill off the interpreter woman or yeah which I. I don't remember her name, but Missandei, who, who had the relationship with the leader of the with the, Grey Worm, Grey Worm. Yeah. and she was basically Danny's only friend. Yeah, exactly. And so now Danny doesn't have the friend; she doesn't have the knight. She just has the Grey Worm, and their only bond is that they're angry that this queen killed them, yes. and they kind of don't care about that they've established that the queen's just surrounding herself with innocent people. And she's kind of like, well, maybe I don't give a fuck about any of these people. And then she's like, well, I, John, I love you. I want to yeah, be Yeah, let's go back to that. Yeah, so and that... he's like, I'm not going to do that. Like, I'm going to tell you, like, guess what? Like, we're related. Because and... I think John should have gotten over that shit real quick. Yeah. And then just, uh, you know, given Daddy the love that she wanted. <laughs> and they'd have been great pair together. Because awesome. apparently, apparently she was on the brink of madness, homicidal mania. Which was not really part of her character going no, not the really. past. I mean, yeah, she's killed a lot of people, but we always saw the reasons and the progressions, and it was never wanton it was, or, you know, without specific reason. I don't know. They, they established... She had, she's had moments of being rageful, and she always had somebody that kind of stepped her back a bit. So I'm not... I, I kind of understand the tragedy of Daenerys uh, at the end. Not being able to ever love anyone that she wanted to love. Because not only like with, with Drago, she that was put upon her, and then and then by the time she finally had kind of manipulated him, well, had she rationalized what she did, yeah, then I think they could have worked out. She's like, well, listen, 
you don't love me. Nobody here loves me. I have to rule by fear. Yeah. So I'm going to make everybody terrified of me. Yeah. But she didn't rationalize no. that. The writer said, oh, well, you know what? She's kind of crazy. She thinks that, you know, she was doing the right thing. She was freeing those people. So now she's just, oh, I'm going to free everybody from everybody else. And they're all going to die I guess. by being free. Yeah, like I don't... And I, that was that, that was, was the week. That choice. was the season five episode when yeah. Now that she's got the one dragon, so now when she just prepared, I because mean, my brother watched this. I forget what it's called, but it's some some YouTuber who does like the like. It's not true trailers or whatever, but it's like he basically honest trailers uh, or something. But it, you know, it, it's not an. I, I don't know what it, it's not. Well, there's honest trailers, which is the uh, a thing that YouTube. It's not an animated has. thing, but yeah. it's 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 a. Somebody comments. Some guy, some dude, and he basically does like a back and forth with himself, like interview, uh-huh. and and it's kind of like, it's kind of like one guy explaining how, like like doing a pitch for like how season eight's gonna go, and another person be like kind of like pointing back, it's like, mm-hmm. well, what do you mean? It's like, it's like, well, nope, we gotta keep moving. And it's like, well, we'll give you more episodes. Now nah, we're good, you know. It's like, well, <laughs> what about his redemption arc? Nah, we don't care about that, you know. <laughs> so that was kind of a bit. It's like, okay, well, what do you mean? So, oh yeah. Those dragons, they're no match for that fleet with those things. But then, so like the next episode, she comes back with the dragons. Like, but wait a minute, aren't they? It's like not for a dragon, you know? Because <laughs> like, that's exactly what happens. A dragon. But I guess if you come from an aerial assault to surprise them, then you can burn all those ships down quickly. And apparently, those guys shooting off those scorpions are fucking crack shots. Yeah, they were at first, and then they weren't. You know, yeah. <laughs> being able to hit a dragon in the air with this enormous clunky—that's not a yeah. thing that yeah. can happen. Yeah, so 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 that was that was kind of a interesting moment, but yeah, and then so it came down to John's greatest flaw being that he was always going to choose honesty, which you get from the in season which seven you get from Ned Stark. Yeah, and but which you get from season seven as well when when he tells when they have that um, I don't know what you call it. What is it? A, a parlay with with uh, Cersei? Uh-huh. Let's say, look here, there's zombie monsters. Oh shit. He's like, well, I've already said that she's the queen. And it's like, you know, all he had to do was not say that, you know? And then she, what Cersei would say, like, yeah, we'll give you an army. And then she's like, I'll say I'll give you an army, but I'm not going to fucking give you an well, army. Well, I don't think she would have given She the probably army wouldn't have. Who knows? But the point is, like, he undermined their argument politically through choosing to just be like, I'm not going to say I'm not honest about it. <laughs> and then later on, he's like, He's like, I gotta tell my brothers and sisters. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, but bad decision. Well, John. Only, yeah, because of, because of, uh, Sansa, who was like well, already yeah. kind of manipulating. Well, how does John not see that? How is he yeah. blind to that shit? Well, I think because he hasn't seen her in years and has doesn't really know what she's gone through. Well, he understands th- political machinations. He sort he's, of he's, he's been stabbed about. the shit out of by he, political machinations. Yeah, but yeah, but then he got brought right back and was like, okay, I'll kill you guys. I think he understands him in a simpler black and white world than. The world where, like, his little sister, who is the, you know, what is it, the little bird or whatever, and she talks with, Rent. yeah, so, with, talks yeah. to the hound for a moment in the in the in the bar part in yeah. episode four, in the final season, and and so I think he's just, un- he just doesn't appreciate what his sister's been through, what Sansa's been through, because he hasn't seen her since like episode three of season one or episode two or whatever. Like he mm-hmm. leaves, and then then they don't meet up till after the battle of the bastards. Yeah. And she's been through hell. She's gone through two shitty marriages. three shitty marriages. She wasn't married to the to the to Jeffrey Joffrey. She was gonna be, but she right. And then she was married to Joffrey, married to Tyrion, Tyrion, married to to Bolton, Bolton, almost engaged or married to Robin. It was betrothed to Robin for a minute. Maybe. Who's Robin? Robin, her cousin. Okay. At the in at the Vale. 
Oh, right, okay. The child. Oh, right. I yeah. loved seeing him again at the end. <laughs> <laughs> that might have been good, yeah. Uh. So, blah, 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 you get... You get the final couple episodes, so then, yeah, so then she goes, so episode five is kind of just like, okay, we're going to assault King's Landing, and how are we going to do this? And she's like, they assault it, and she uses the dragon, and then everything's all good, and yep. they ring the bell saying, hey, they've surrendered, yeah. this is good, and then she's like, you know what? Now, I'm going to fucking all. kill everybody yeah, and kill burn everybody. shit to the ground. Not and just that, everybody, but some of my people, too. I'm going to kill the shit out of them. Yeah, too. and and that was like that, um, like, episode three Star Wars, like, decision, kind of like, okay, this is when we need our character to become Darth Vader. We need Anakin to become Darth Vader, so he has to get, he has to make this decision. And, I mean, part of me, like, likes that because I think life sometimes is actually like that, where it's just like... You're angry and you're making a decision about it based on anger, based yeah. on fear, based on whatever, and it's gonna not make the world better. It's not. It's gonna dramatically change the rest of your life. Yeah. And and she does that, but you're right for her character. But she does it for the wrong reasons. Well, well, no, the, and that's fine that she does yeah. it for the wrong reasons. I think the question just comes: that's Does it make sense for her to have done that? And you're kind of like, I can, I kind of can see it because she's just so alienated and it really doesn't have anybody else. Yes. She just has one other guy who's also just as angry, which is Grey Worm, because, because yeah. what's her name? Is I dead? get that. And, and, and John has kind of betrayed quick. her in some sense. because well, he told, totally did. Because he told the other people and, and she said not to. She said, please don't do this. This yeah. is what's going to happen. Well, John's a fucking idiot. He yeah. has been throughout the show. Well, he's, he's naive. He's Harry Potter. You know nothing, Jon Snow, right? Exactly. You know. He's a dude who will just act on impulse and what he believes is right not right. based off of thought or or hearty consideration yeah yeah but i i think i think it's like he's a good guy but he's naive i don't know that i would call him an idiot because if he was an idiot i wouldn't like i wouldn't be as endeared to him as a character idiots I, are very endeared well they can be but but yeah i mean so, so i mean i think there's a difference between someone well who's, let's say if, if Tyrion was Jon snow yeah he wouldn't have done that, no. No. He'd have said, fuck it. All right, Danny, let's, let's keep on banging. <laughs> yeah, okay. Let's have a partnership. I mean, I'm king, you're queen, and we'll rule this place together. Sure. Well, I don't think she would have agreed to that either, though. But Well, but... she needed somebody to temper her. She, and Apparently, yeah. Apparently. Yeah, and he needs someone that like had, had some, you know, chutzpah. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I can... I think for me, like, ultimately what ends up happening for the most part, I'm okay with, but I still feel like it's just a little too too rushed, and so it's a little too... It was rushed, yes. Like, like you could have, if you had taken more time to establish her being more alienated, that would have helped, maybe? I mean, you do have her being, yes, like, holed up for was, a month that, and, like, starving herself or something. Yeah, that was a whole character arc in a season. Yeah. As opposed to... The character arc over the series, yeah. like say that Theon Greyjoy got. Yeah. So she had a great character arc from when she began, and then she became queen, then she, you know, came into her queenhood and authority and all that, and having to make tough decisions all the time. And then all of a sudden, like within a couple episodes, she's like, "Yeah, fuck doing the right thing. I'm just gonna." Yeah. I'm well, gonna well, she's lose gonna. My mind. She's gonna. She's gonna put on a certain certain approach to how she's going to make things happen. Well, she's no she I, mean, I guess she's like, well, I know what's right. I'm going to mm. I'm going to be the authority on what is right. I am the authority of what is right. Yeah. So I will uh you know, kill a bunch of people. 
Because, you know, it seemed... Because, because, because things. Right, yeah. And so you're like, oh, like, I guess they wanted to have that happen. And so then, you know, Arya rides off in the horse at the end of the fifth episode, and then I think it's still there, and so it's... Yeah, that was, that was odd. That was weird. I mean, I liked that whole thing where they were on the ground, watching the city being destroyed from the ground level, and we're seeing all these people, just civilians dying left and right. And the Lannister people, like, trying to save them. Just everybody's trying to survive. Yeah. They were brought together by that great, great assault. (laughs) And you get, it's, uh, you know, you get that the Hound gets to fight his brother on the stairs for a minute. That was epic saga stuff, sure. Somewhat. But then they just kind of, like, die in a flaming ball that falls off the stairs. What I wanted to know is what was the mechanism of that dude's, like, ever life. Oh, the the maester made him monster. How did the maester make him Frankenstein? What methods did he use? Magic monster stuff, man. That's too fucking weak. <laughs> it's pretty weak, sure. I mean... He, he gets... wasn't entirely dead at the time when he did stuff to him, though, so... Alright. He gets a, he had like a, a knife through the eye, though. Alright. And he still pulls a knife out. Okay. Like, into his brain, through his head. Mm. So he's now basically immune to all damage. <laughs> I guess so. So he's probably still alive wandering around there, huh? Well, his body was burned up. So good point. Nothing left to be alive. Fire got him. Um, and and Cersei and Jaime die together in a pile of rubble. Kind of an anticlimactic, but also kind of like okay, well that's maybe the last the, well, the, the last Cersei's game of world, Thrones death. I yeah. think it's fine. Cersei's it collapses world collapses around. in on her. Yeah, yes, yeah. and Jaime is there to yeah uh, give her hug. And then Tyrion goes and finds their bodies yeah. and verifies it for the audience that they are in fact dead. Yes. And then Batyrian gets holed up because he betrayed Daenerys because he let Jaime go when Jaime left after Jaime. Because Jaime came to fight in the Battle of the Long Night stuff. Jaime was there yeah. beside them all, beside Brienne. He was there at the fire pit or at the, at the yeah. fireplace when they all got united yes. there and all that stuff. But then he leaves Brienne to go, back to go to see Cersei yeah. and he does a shit job of disguising himself. Yeah. And he gets captured, and then gets just captured. so Tyrion can let him go, so that I way love Tyrion how, like, can but Tyrion, one, though, it's like several episodes and three months' journey, yeah. to get down to King's Landing, and then seasons eight, it's uh, and we're there, yeah. Boom. Well, that's already happening in seasons seven too. You know, yeah. is that they just don't have the time to, or they they, they you know convey that like oh, a lot of time has passed here, or there. I think they should have added some at least a little bit of writing. Would have been an easy thing to do about showing how that time passes. And all the prep work that was going on. And they, yeah. We saw the end product. Yeah, like, but it, hey. does, it does seem like, okay, now they're already standing before King's Landing, ready yeah. to assault it again or something. You know, yeah, it happens yeah. pretty quickly. Um, that And that's just what's going on in those last couple yeah. episodes. And then you get to the last episode, and okay, so she burned everything down. John's still alive. Tyrion's been captured. John goes up to see her. She's standing there with the dragon, or the dragon hasn't flown by yet. And there's, you know... That castle's all burned to shit and yeah. broken apart. And you got, got the iron stones there. there. Yeah. yeah, they built some new sets. And then it's kind of like, well, what do you want to do? And then he just gives her the old soap opera stab yeah. kill. And that and he puts her out of her misery. And the dragon's pretty upset about it. Melts the iron throne with its fire. Just great. And then flies off with her. And then he gets capped, gets, I guess... So that's the question then is, how does everybody else know that Danny's dead? Because the dragon flies off with the body. Right, yeah, and so then he guess he confessed So Grey Worm comes up, what's that scene? I want to yeah, see yeah, that yeah, scene. Yeah, exactly. Grey Worm comes like, hey, where's Danny? John's like, 
oh, well, you know. I killed her. Uh, she just went for a ride. <laughs> yeah. She, the dragon took off with her. I don't know what happened. She's gone. I killed her, and then the dragon took off with her. Hey, let's stop killing people. Yeah, and so okay, we'll we'll we'll, we'll uh, capture you, and then we'll let a bunch of people we don't know decide what to do with you, including yes. including one of the guys we've got captured, Vic for treason. <laughs> I mean, and so it's it's so the whole like rationale for how it concludes is pretty muddled, I guess to say. The I would least. have liked to see all that shit came together. Personally, because it doesn't make a lot of sense. It's like okay, because that's martial law now. Yeah. He's in charge. Yeah, and he's like, got the army for like five weeks. Yeah, however long it was. It's a weird there. coalition of. Why an army. would you keep that dude alive? Yeah, why would you keep John alive I, at all? The only thing you can put together from that, and they don't do a good enough job of it, because as much as we've seen bits of Grey Worm, we haven't had his his development in the last couple seasons hasn't been very much. And especially in the, like even here, like even in that last episode, they could have done one scene or something. It could have been a scene with just him and John, where he's just like, "Look, this is what I've been. This is what I know. This is what you are, and what you know, or something." And they just a sense of understanding to establish like this is why I didn't kill you, and this is yes, <laughs> this is your world, and we are gonna get the fuck out of here. Like we followed her and. Now that I've had a chance to sober up about the anger I felt when my love was killed and all these other things that have happened, I know that she was in the wrong and that you made the right. Like, like it, it doesn't have to just be a bunch of telling and not showing, but like that's what Game of Thrones can be, is it can be a good character scene. They yeah. should have had a good scene between the two of them to establish why he made the decisions he made. Well, they kind of had that scene when they were killing the Lannisters. So John walks up. Well, that's he's more confrontational. He's kind of telling Grey Worm as like a it, it establishes where their characters are. What? Sure. It doesn't. But that. But now we're talking about like cut to five weeks later or whatever. They've all yes. got longer. John beards. should have been dead. There's no way he should that I believe been... Grey Worm would have left John alive. Right. Unless unless he just did because he took a deep breath. And then you get you can get an. Expl- I think Grey Worm was past the time of. Deep he breaths. probably was, but because anybody would tell him to do anything else was dead. Yeah, he was now top of the game, and all he knows how to do is kill people. Yeah, but sometimes I mean I feel like he had gotten enough education or whatever just through his development as a character with with the uh, misandry was that the woman? Yeah, with her and other things, he had seen that there was other ways. And that would be well, actually. He might have seen that, but then he gave up on that. So he gave up that. Dad. Like, oh, yes. All I'm going to do now is kill people. Yes, but then, but then, then when he really can see the melted flesh of the people. Oh, he didn't care about that. No, he just killed people for a living. That's what he does. Okay, but but the, you could have hit your theme of like redemption and character change and other things, and he's also another put upon character. Who was you know? All of them were put upon characters, even Cersei. She's been the shit right, put upon. Right. Yes, yes, and that's kind of a big point. So what? So so it becomes: Do you act out of anger to gain more power, or do you act in a different way to try to make the world better through not just perpetuating these things? And it seems like that's what he ultimately does. But we don't get a scene of him laying that out. It could have really sure. been. Yes, I it agree. could have been it because 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 that would have Grey Worm ra- did not kill John. Yeah, we needed to find see what that reason was, well, and uh, we didn't. And that so could have been that, that could have been a good scene. scene. That yes. could have been a good five minute or less scene of them in the holding cell yes. when he's about to bring him out to it. So now here's your people. The Grey Worm that I saw and understood 
would have killed John. Right. It so seems like obviously it. there's some there's some discrepancy. Missing. You didn't yeah. get to see Grey Worm cry for the loss of Daenerys and then and have a moment of like an epiphany about like okay this is enough. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I think I think that's what I care. That's that's it because that's a big thing that happens. You have to have that moment. I mean, you have to have that moment with characters when it's like blood and blood and blood and blood. Somebody has to say, stop, I'm done. And like, not because you're right or whatever else, but like... Well, they were... That's kind of the theme yeah. of a lot of us breaking the wheel. Right, we yeah. to break this wheel, everybody. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And then he's like, yeah, I'm going to break that wheel, but then I'm going to like make it new. Yeah. I'm going to make a new wheel. I, I'm going to light the wheel on fire. That's yeah, not really breaking it. light the wheel it. on fire and run it over all the little people. <laughs> yeah. So... That's so. So I think I think like immediately like I'm like wow we practically almost wrote like the one scene that would have really added a lot to the finale in the show <laughs> would have been his character having the revelation of this this horror. I mean you're right yeah that's all he's ever known but but he's known other started to know other things and if you think about what that battle was leading up to what the promise of all that was leading up to for him as a character. It was leading up to something where he was helping somebody try to create a world that was better. So it meant that he had already gone yes. through a lot of that. Create a better place, but, but yeah, then yeah. his then, lady died. Right, so yes, yes, yes. So you're angry. All his life was was duty and sure, sure. But then when then when the other one is dead, then it's yeah. Like then anger. when Danny dies, what does he have left? Yeah, but then what is the point of it all? But not like in a like let's be angry, burn it all down. But like let's just take a deep breath and realize she did these things. If she hadn't, they'd go against her philosophy. Grey Worm didn't, wasn't there. He was never. He would never be there. Yeah. Danny was his conscience. Yeah. So anything that was okay with Daenerys is okay with Grey Worm. I guess I don't know. I feel like he had developed enough that he he, he could understand like that. Missandei might have had made, her own conscience. I don't know. I definitely I, would have tempered I feel like, Daenerys I feel like, from you know burning place down. Yeah, I feel like he could have. Except she didn't. She said light the place on fire. So he could have been. He could have ultimately kind of been, in a weird way, sort of the hero of, uh, of the show because he could have been the one that understood to just, like, take a deep breath, backtrack on some things, and be like, okay, John, this is, you know, you and Tyrion, this is your guys' world, this is not my world. I'm going to, le- we're going to leave it to you to figure out what you want to do with your part of it. I don't think leaving. that's and that's, a but conversation that's, that would happen or could happen. But that's, but that's he what... He came here as a conqueror. He conquered the shit out of everybody. Yeah. He's not going to then say... Oh wait, no! You know what? No, you guys. This is. Your, well, I'm just, your I guess. House. I guess I'm kind of. I'm kind of reverse engineering the actual ending that happened to find a way to make it make more sense yeah. by saying, "Well, if if if, if the, he must have done this, yeah. what we needed to have happen, yeah. was see all the rest of those seven kingdoms right up and say, "Hey, hold on, dude! Mm. Don't kill that guy. That's possible. He's the king. Yeah, he's all this, Targaryen, what have you? All these people that didn't." That, that, that like we're in the show occasionally like the one guy who I've seen in other shows who like stands up to offer being the king at first and was like oh yeah I'd never shut it up the guy that couldn't shoot arrows in like season two or something for the funeral he had like oh, the yeah. fiery arrow yeah, that guy, a, he was kind of a joke the... yeah he's like a not a Stark but like a he's the Catelyn's the Blackfish crew yeah and it was kind of like okay those guys have kind of been in the background well he was in a forced marriage with the phrase right yeah he, with he the was ugly held ones. captive by the phrase yeah and he's just been a tool the entire time yeah and so so what for whatever reason you've got him and then he showed and that was quite a, I thought that was a great moment him yeah. because he's the biggest tool in there yeah. he's even a he's a bigger tool even than Robin of the Vale yeah 
And uh, so he steps up and like, yeah, I want to be king. I think I'm, I deserve it. I've learned a lot. I've well, screwed up before. And then Sansa, she just says, hey, uncle, you should just sit down. Yeah, yeah, sit down. And he does. And everybody's yeah. like, well, he's definitely not uh, the king. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they all kind of know. And so then, they, they, and then it's like, well, then Tyrion says, who should be king? Okay. Shouldn't be Rob because uh, yeah, I did not like that last speech of Tyrion's. I was way too because of the story. Who has the best story? Yeah, yeah. they like, like looks, he looks directly into the camera. And what story? What's, what's the story? Stories are great, everybody. We love stories, especially yeah. this story. Was it the, well with Rob? What's the greatest story? It's called Game of Thrones. And Bran's story was so great that how come we could afford a whole season without anything about it? You know, <laughs> right? <laughs> and who really, has a better story than anybody in this show? Yeah. How about everybody in this show? Pick one. Yeah. Any of them are great. Yeah. So, so then that's kind of I don't know. It kind of hits a hits a hard reset, and you're like, okay, I guess they're back to kind of normal. But then they decide to be more like a republic. Well, so. yay for you know get, republics. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Democracies. Ha. So, so that's how it goes, and then and then it ends with John kind of somberly gets sent back up to. Which I'm like, well, why do they still have it? Like, like what's up there now? <laughs> do I they know. Still, they still why need, are they going? They still need the it's Night's Watch. It's still a frozen wasteland. They still need the Night's Watch to just, just in case there's more monster creatures. Is there a second Night King? What's going on? Well, we don't know because we don't really know what may... We I mean, there of... are no more first people. They all died. Night King killed them. Then yeah. we killed the Night King. So, what the fuck's going on over there? I guess they just hang out up there to see what's going to happen next, you know? Yep, because, you know, the and free folk, they're going to eventually get tired of the wasteland that they're returning to because of why. Yeah. And they're going to want to come and raid down below. So, I guess that was what, is greener. I guess that was what the final moment was, was because then he kept going, right? He went, and then the guy kind of, you know, the red-haired guy, the, the free folk guy, um, kind of sort of shook his head at him and said, hey, hey, you know, and then he just... It was him and other people, and they just kind of kept going up into the north. Yeah, him and the free folk. Past the mountain. Yeah. They all go up So he's going to go up and become the new... King of the free folk. King of the free folk in the north or something. Who knows what the fuck that is. It's kind of a somber but Where the fuck is... The, there's nothing in the north. It's frozen. You yeah. can't grow shit. What do they eat? What are they going to do? Yeah. <laughs> and that was it. And you're like, boom, Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Uh, okay. Or, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I... I it was a fun show to watch as it was coming out, and it was a fun show to kind of watch in chunks if you were catching up on it. Yeah. I guess. Now I know a lot of my friends as I was watching it; they were all very unhappy with how it turned out. But had they started to get unhappy throughout like seven and eight, feeling I, just the, that, that sense like of the rush, John killing Daenerys, and like, well, that's the final episode. Though. I know. I mean, so they because I watched the final episode with a big group of friends, but not like episodes after we up went to, to the Ren Fair, all yeah. dressed up in costumes, so a bunch <laughs> yeah. of people were into it. You guys were total um, fucking nerds about it. Huh? Yes. Uh, and so we watched the final episode, and everybody's super unhappy. I'm basically fine with it because whatever, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm wondering like, how would you have ended the show? What yeah. would your ending have been? I think you had to make. I think that from what I can get. I think that they had that their problem was that they they rode the fence on the ending. That, from the beginning, from once Ned is killed in season one, you you establish this is a show where the bad guys can win and stuff can end badly for yeah. people, for good people. Yeah. So how was the so? You, but you know these three characters are probably going to be pretty substantial, and at some point they're going to you know 
major things are going to happen. So are you going to end the show with them all dying and the bad people win again and haha cynicism? Or are you going to end the show with they succeed triumphantly, all three happily ever after, and hooray and hooroo hurrah and a grand new happily, you know, mm-hmm. fairy tale thing? And they split the difference. They have it be that w- the three of them are still there, but then one of them has to kill the other one because of their own thing. They still defeat the greater evils, but there's a lot of kind of darkness about it, and there's a tragic kind of ending for John. He's, he has to go back up into the snow. Well, let's just talk about tragic ending for Daenerys. Yeah, yeah. She's well, a she, knife through the heart she, by the yeah, man yeah, she but, loves. Yeah, but the tragedy for her is, is, is based on a decision that she makes that we already kind of don't feel as fits her character, yes. too, right? We all, none of us feel it fits her character based off of the arc that she had had previously. Right, yeah. If, because let's say, let's start with uh, Theon Greyjoy. Yeah. Starts as a dick. Yeah. And then becomes even more of a dick. Right. Then loses his dick. Yep, and then starts true. becoming, you know, a pretty good guy. He under starts he humbles down. Yeah, yeah. He starts trying to do the right thing. Right. And he does the right thing. Sure. And he gets redeemed at the end. Mm-hmm. And then he dies. So that's a great character arc. So Dick becoming, you know, a man. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. Like a good man. Hero's <laughs> uh, journey, maybe even. Uh, but then I, a really good arc is the opposite of that, is a good character... Becoming evil. Becoming evil. Yes. And like a... But that's gotta be a slow fucking progression. The the villain's origin. And those are always better. Like when this Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix comes out, that might be interesting. Interesting, yes. Yeah. But like Cersei, we know that she's bad news from the beginning. But we get a good... Ex- we, we get that speech she has in that awesome episode that's all about the battle where she's like ho- holed up with the kids. And she talks about like kind of... Being a woman and being, you know, kind of we understand, you understand her, her. We understand her, her that it's all for her children and yes. all that kind of shit. You know, which is sort we of don't the, feel much sympathy yeah, for, her. right? And that's the Breaking Bad thing too, where it's like, you know, you know, he that's says he did, he did it for his looking for. He did it for his family, and no, you did it for yourself. You know, <laughs> yes. But that's the character arc that Danny should have been going through. If that's where her ending was going to be, right? They needed to start that arc way earlier on. I think. I think so. I think in some sense they established that she, she's. I mean, she gains massive power through just the supernatural ability at the end of season yeah. one, and so and then and Tyrion and, does do a decent job trying to explain yeah. what happened. Like, hey, dude, she's killed a lot of people. Yeah. She killed a lot of people yeah. all the time. Yeah. Lighting them on fire. Horrible deaths all the time. But at the same time, totally justified in all those actions. As the audience, we were totally there with her. For the most part, yeah. I mean, we, we, we could see moments when... I think we see a few moments where she would misstep based on anger or based on whatever, and there's somebody there to kind of step her back. Well, when... Well, give me an example of that. I'm... Well, I feel like... I feel like the knight was there a couple times. I feel like um, just her being around the people that she had taken in. Just yes. be, even Grey Worm or Missandry were, were like, oh, yes. wow, you know, this is what... Or, you know... Just seeing, like, okay, these are the people that well, were... Well, she had Barrister the Bold. Right, yeah. So he was a great advisor. Right. She had Jorah Mormon, also a good guy. Yeah. Even though he had his problems, but also a good guy. Right. And then we, then we had Varys, and we had Tyrion, and yeah. then Missandri. She almost, she almost always had some people, some counsel. But she would also listen to them. Yeah, she would. And, and then, then at the end, she really didn't have any of that anymore. She just had Jon Snow. She still had Tyrion. Nice. And then she had John. Yeah. And 
She had Grey Worm, who doesn't really give her counsel but so much. But she as... had Tyrion via Varys getting killed through, like, the betrayal. Yes. And knew... So Tyrion was so kind of already on She fell on into out. some big dictatorial traps of right. paranoia. Yeah. And, uh... So, so I, I mean, like, like I said, I don't have... At, I, it's not com- completely, like, a one idiot out of nowhere with her, but it would have... It needed more finessing, for it sure. It needed more finessing. And it would have been... Because she wasn't a cardboard cutout. She was a yeah. character we followed yeah. the entire time. Yeah. And, and, and all of a sudden, we didn't know who she was anymore. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I mean, I don't feel like I necessarily liked her character the entire show. I feel like there was times when I got a sense of her being self-righteous about her actions. She was upending systems and things. I mean, yes. obvi- they, they have obvious ones when it's like slaves and eunuchs and people that she's freeing. Yes. But then you have moments when it's like... Well, okay, this is like, you know, I mean, not to like defend any of that, but like you can just see where she's like, okay, well, no, I'm going to be the one that's going to save yes. everybody and she is, all of that. And you're like, see, she's got a bit of a hero these, complex, yeah. Absolutely. And she so still has that. Systems because she has like our viewpoint, our 20th right. century yeah. viewpoint on slavery. Apparently, and right. But, 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 but it's only, under, only if she's the one in charge. And so you do get that even in the final episode when she's giving her speech about how we're going to free everybody now and put them all under our rule or whatever, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, so that's, so that was it. So your friends were pretty disappointed. <laughs> well, I mean, they were all, because I don't think anybody was happy with how the ending turned out. Yeah. I wasn't happy about it. But, but, I, but you have that question of, like, what, what, how should it have been? So like How should said, it have been? And so it's like, right, it could have been a pure tragedy or a pure, like, happiness. Like, I would call it a... Because it was both. It split the difference is what it yeah, did. It split the difference, yeah, It split right. the difference because cause you didn't kill Tyrion and Jon... Uh, you didn't, um, but at the same time, you didn't keep Daenerys alive and have her see uh, a middle ground where, yes. I mean, hell, she could have gone back to that place with that guy she loved across the sea and yeah, ruled there. She and was she, queen of that whole fucking yeah, continent. And John could have been there. And for some like, reason, hey, guess felt, what? you know what, that's not enough. I gotta go conquer this continent how, instead. How, how about, like, my sister's queen of the north, I'm king of the, this spot... We still have all the mystery people that don't get affected by anything where all the smart guys and the guys with the money hang out. And they roll all of us, let's be honest. And then you get to hang out in the cool Mediterranean area and just, you know, be with that other dude. And hooray, everything works out. You know, like that would have been your happy ending if you wanted to do that. You got rid of the bitch that was willing to use everybody against her because she was just angry about stuff and just... You know, yeah, the way I think there is no happy, there's no happy ending. No, no pure happy ending because the way that he's the characters are structured, they're all following their programming as right. characters, except Danny, who develops some new programming there at the end. Right. Um, because let's say Danny didn't torch the city. Right. So she calls it off. She becomes queen. It's, it's still, but then it it's goes still, into tyrancy anyway because yeah. she doesn't have anybody around her who right. likes her, and she knew that anyway. She knew that yeah. going into so you can kind of almost start so to it's see because it's John's fault then, yes. because he's too caught up in so normal sexual norms to just say <laughs> fuck this. I'm you really be bent up about that. You're really like yeah, well, right. Which which would have been more like I said, better done and executed and heartbreaking if they had established. The romance better and not already let the audience in on the fact. That well, I mean that was that was your point. Yeah, I'm just saying that I don't think John should have been caught up on that. He's a bastard anyway. What has society <laughs> ever done for him? Right. Why should he yeah. care okay. about their okay. societal norms, especially sexual ones? Sure, right. Um, 
So that could have happened too. <laughs> but <laughs> they could have ruled together or something. I just... Uh, well, yeah. there, that wouldn't have been a good... Yeah. That would have been a storybook ending. Yeah. And probably what I believe would have happened, based off of, you know, human beings. Sure. Um, but that would have just been a really boring, like, oh, and then they ruled well, really well for their reign. Then they died. That could, and then, that could have know. worked, though, too. You could have had, like, things be happy and okay for a bit. Mm-hmm. And, and then they wrap up the show, and you know where all the characters are, and everything's done. Um, or you could have killed all of them and then had it been like sort of like and then that scorches earth and cleans things off and then becomes some fourth character that comes up right. to become the new i mean as almost uh, anybody could have become the one or you like you said literally i mean they burned down the damn throne they could have just been like okay let's be a freaking yeah let's seven, be, a, be a principality or yeah, seven kingdoms of whatever we don't have to have one especially yeah. when you have all these side places that don't care to it anyway you have what is it? You have Dorne. Yeah, is it's, it's is Dorne part of the Seven Kingdoms? Apparently, it is. So it's it sort connected of connected there somehow. But but then you have it's this, a little appendage. You have the, the Mediterranean stuff. Yeah, that's the other continent. Right. If it was a happy ending, that wouldn't be Game of Thrones. Yeah. Who gets a happy ending in Game of Thrones? So, Nobody. Most people. But if it was dies. But if it was purely depressing and sad, then that'd be too predictable. Game of Thrones like it'd be uh, like that would also be. That'd be too cynical. Nobody yeah. wants to watch that anyway. You gotta have some hope in there and light, and we get some hope and some. light in there, and we also get our main character being dead. One of them, yeah. We get one of the three. I feel like... Yeah, I feel like I, I can pretty confidently say that even from the first episode, those were the three characters I knew were the three main thrusts of the entire saga. Mm-hmm. They were gonna have to be... I think that they do a pretty good job... Yeah, because one, certainly one, you get, it's tough to say, but you get, they'd have to be younger so that they have a place to go, a place, an arc to take. Mm-hmm. Ned was too, was older, so you knew it wasn't going to be like Ned's show. Well, that's time. just ageism. It should have been Ned's show. It could have been. been the Onion Knight show. I want to watch yeah, the Onion Knight I'm show. I'm not saying that those aren't great characters, but I mean, you know, you have to like, you get, especially because just in Ned talking to Ra, to, to Robert, to Baratheon, uh-huh. you get like, I mean, a lot in the first season is like stories that they're talking, you're like, I kind of want to see the prequel now, you know? Like, yes, well, what I want to see about the prequel is, like, Ned Stark is this paragon of duty and doing the right thing. Right. The Ned Stark we know. But, as we learn the history, he's like, none of those things as a kid, he didn't slain single combat the sword of dawn or the dawn sword or whatever his name was right the devil sword dueling dude <laughs> no that guy gets his throat slit from behind and then right. just happens to survive well i mean and that's and that's important to to, to uh, yeah. whatever that's saying but um so you yeah so you know that's going to be those three characters and so the whole time you're kind of like okay well the little guy who's smart and who has a sense of things but like and they establish pretty quickly. Well, if his dad throws him out into a battlefield, you know, it's like he can't do anything out there, you know. Like, I mean, he can, he can do things, but not like you know, he's just gonna get trampled by a horse or something. <laughs> I mean, and you get that. That's a real sense of like, whoa, yeah. And then you get, uh, you know, and you get John, who's just kind of the put upon one in this in this great group of people. Now tell me, sure, what was John's arc? Did he have an arc? Did he develop as a character? I think okay, so John has that great moment in season one 
which isn't necessarily talking answering your arc question, but at least establishes a certain sense of his mentality when he could bang that hot redhead and doesn't at the at the at the whorehouse because he's like, well, I just don't think I'd want to create another person, another bastard like myself, sure. you know. And that's a good that that establishes okay, you're on board with this character now because he's. He's taken, you know, he could have banged the hot redhead, and he didn't. Yes. And so then he goes Roz up there. Was yeah, yeah, yeah. He's very, um, he's very, you know, he's kind he of. He has lofty ideals. He has, he has, he has a sense of idealism that he seems to maintain throughout all that he experiences. Now you could say that that's he, that makes him an idiot that he maintains that, <laughs> and, and there's a oh, degree God, in which that's so possible. Cynical. But lofty ideals makes him an idiot. Only because, only because I would say it's rigid like, ideals sure. make him an idiot. He's not able to adapt to situations, but he does to a degree. He's still like you know, he still understands like you know things that like that his dad, his dad that Ned taught him. You know, he still executes that kid for killing him. <laughs> well, again, I mean <laughs> duty and rigidity, right? Sure, as opposed to flexibility, right, and pragmatism. <laughs> pragmatism god but he did he have could the, use some fucking but he pragmatism. did still have that to a degree because he could be like look i get it we're all fighting each other but like the pragmatism is that the big monster guys that are coming to kill us are actually the, the real enemy right now not to get too like you know high-minded or whatever i think john represented like the every man in his idealism and in his like continual like just get up and just try to do the right thing by people and by the society and by right. the world he was kind of, every man bootstrapped. He's bootstrapped the, from nothing up he's to. He's the proletariat, uh, if you will, of the scenario because, because he, um, I'm sure he comes from a, a place of you know great power and, 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 <laughs> and title, oh. but he's the least entitled of the he entitled. He's totally right? the proletariat because yeah. all of us secretly believe we're princes, right? Sure, just in a. In a poor position. Well, I don't think he ever believed that, though, himself, though. I mean, that was just... It doesn't matter if he believed it. We believed it. Well, that's right. We knew that he would become someone of great power at some point, because that's the kind of storyline that there is. And so, I mean, at least I believed that. So if that's something that, like, is programmed in me to see through this storytelling, watching those three characters, that says something about the kind of nature of the sort of stories, at least in the West or whatever, that we're looking for. We're looking, you know, for these stories to be about characters that start from a place maybe they're you know luke skywalker you know you know you you have a great there's always to me the difference in where i think they're failing with a lot of these stories now is the difference between the character being the powerful one character that's in the mythology like you talked about harry potter earlier versus the character being like becoming that it's, it's one thing if someone just says you're that and then you just kind of are and then just like the story happens and then because you're the one, things you work out for you yeah. versus, well, you have to become that, the one. Well, I guess and I'm, you have to get your hand cut off by your dad and get yes. the shit beaten out of you. I guess what <laughs> uh, I'm asking you know? is, like, say, Jamie Lannister. Right. He had a great arc. At least we saw an arc happen for yes. him. Whether but, he was that person or not beforehand, we just didn't see it. We saw an arc happen. Um, but for... Theon Greyjoy, an amazing arc. Sansa, probably the biggest arc out of all of them. She has, she was a naive young woman who believed in fairy tales. And then all of a sudden she became... Not all of a sudden. After right, yeah. eight seasons yeah. of grueling torture, she becomes a powerhouse of political maneuvering. Uh, yeah, I don't know how powerhouse she became, though. I mean, I think... I, I, I agree that Sansa has an arc, but... 
I, I don't know how I, I, she was naive quickly, but then when that kid gets killed, like in like the fourth episode of season one, she's like kind of that breaks that pretty quickly, and then yeah, I mean, but so and anyway, Arya also has mm, Arya has an arc, yeah. She but doesn't. She was always there, though. She, she was. She had a trajectory there. that was. She had a trajectory, go, yeah. and she followed through right. on it. I didn't see like much of an emotional arc from the character. No, because she's always kind of a detached kind of character. Yeah, and I think that was the failing. I think that was kind of the failing for Arya's character is that she was always kind of. Kind so of we ang- saw her develop as a character, yeah. like she developed skills. Yeah, and she learned a lot of shit, and she got some sense of humility to a degree with with, with you know when she got blinded and had to figure stuff out. Yeah, uh, but but she never. Yeah, th- there was something lacking in her emotionally that kind of made it hard to kind of feel for her or or to get a you know to really like like We all liked her cuz she was a badass, not because we We liked her cuz she was a little kid and she was a little girl and who wanted to be badass a badass a in a time girl. when that wasn't. So all those like, things we, made us be we like we meet yeah. her and she's shooting, you know, bullseye with a yeah, bow right. above her brothers. Anyway, but what is John's what, is his what arc? arc does he have? What well, let's, what let's, mind changes in him? What follows what changes his mind about anything? Let's follow through the plot. It's very likely that there isn't much, but uh, I think he falls into the trap of being an ingenue, like in most series where we just follow him. Yeah, through the action, but he doesn't change it. And he's kind of well, like you said, if you're playing in soap operaville, which it is, because all shows are a soap opera. I'm not going to pretend it's not. I mean, almost you wouldn't use it as a pejorative. Well, the only reason that soap operas are a pejorative is because you write an episode and shoot it in the same day. Yeah, exactly. So that's right. why they're so yeah, bad. Yeah, they're quick. And that's kind of what the last seasons of Game of Thrones felt <laughs> like. But yeah. 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 So so with John, yeah, I think you just start with a character who's... Because like you said, with that, that speech he has about, the, about, about not sleeping with the prostitute kind of establishes that he's already got a pretty good mentality or and, and, yeah and, and then, that he's not he's not a hedonist so no, he's not no, a hedonist at all no no he's not no and, and he, he falls in love several times and he doesn't mind yeah. having sex out of wedlock no 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 he doesn't so he's not he a puritan he doesn't have those hang-ups and i mean so so his real if you look at like what happens with him in the plot you get him like befriending the freeman you get him being exposed to the dangers of like a greater enemy and realizing that, and then realizing that he needs to try to build a coalition, but he's always on the outskirts of that. He does; he's never negotiating from a position of power or a position of full um, understanding. So I think that's what kind of makes him like I don't know if you want to call him. I don't even know what that means. An ingenue. <laughs> you can enlighten me <laughs> on that term. But if you want, to, he's kind of like the like the most analog for the audience because we're removed from all this. We're kind of like put out by it none of us are like can identify with the idea of being part of a house or or, or anything sure so, all right so, 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 so all we can identify audience. with is like okay well we, we have this to, feels we, right this feels wrong we got sent to a shitty job and you know removed from the people that are our family we don't get to yeah. hang out in the warm place we gave for john for doing the best he can right yeah you know and then got. always kind of doing making the hard decisions and then losing people you care about because of them and being told you know nothing and it's like Hey, that's the Socratic method, you know. <laughs> Socrates knew that he knew nothing, and that's what made him the smartest guy in the room, you know. <laughs> so, so in terms of him having any kind of a kind of a, a full arc, it is it is a bit of a head scratcher. You could, I don't think he learned at the end. Hey, you know what? Maybe I should be less uh, trusting of my siblings, and maybe I should lie to people sometimes or something. You know, he doesn't seem like he learns that. You know. Um, well, I think 
I think that he just represents the ideal of you just you be well, honest yeah. and you fight and right. that's why he's a, and, yeah that's why there's no character arc in there because he's a representative of there is ideals. no character there but there is a character there yeah. there's no arc because he kind of is fully fleshed from the get go but there's then you no still arc there's the an archetype line. yes and I'm I'm okay with that because so much so many other characters are developing and kind of like they're arriving to meet him and he has to go through the, the things he goes through to be prepared to be there with them when they arrive to meet him through their arcs. Yeah. So it's almost like it's almost like he's the straight line from A to B and they're like uh, an arc from A to B. <laughs> <laughs> like some kind of circuitous method to circumnavigate their way to get there. He's just going straight through it yeah. without without any kind of second guessing or, or other things. And so I think I'm okay with that. If all the characters were that way it wouldn't work. Yeah. But I mean, it, you you run into that. But it's, it's the Superman dilemma. Now, I just invent that term. This, I don't this, think that's a new term, but I think I see what you understand. Mean. Like the idea, of how do you write a compelling story about a character that's Superman, who's just supposed to be like the good guy, Captain America? Those characters, yes. they're just good guys. They're boring because they don't have fatal flaws. It's and they difficult don't have, to yeah. do. It's tricky, but you have to because they're boring guys. Or you, unless you surround them with cynicism. With I mean, Captain America's biggest thing. Is is you know you put him in a as a man out of time when it's like, oh well all those ideals that you had that are they're quaint but they're not how things work anymore yeah. and it's like oh well do I have to admit that I'm wrong about certain approaches holding a door open for women is that sexist now mm-hmm. I'm sorry I won't do that you know that's like a stupid one but like you know other other ideals about stuff and so cha- I think that that's also a thematic thing that can be played on too is this idea of challenging when is idealism naive naive because that's that's it's always that conflict between idealism and cynicism right and that's what Tyrion is Tyrion at the beginning of the show is pure you know well into his cup cynicism and John is pure well I mean I don't know that he's pure idealism because I think he's just it's a tricky one with him I have to rewatch episodes in the first season especially like the first one or two with his son his his son with, with his with his dad with with Ned well there's only like one episode one moment <laughs> yeah but but just to get a sense of like is he just like kind of like whatever this is where I'm at or is he is he like does he understand any I don't know I feel like it's a tricky thing with with Daenerys it's 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 complicated and different and she's her own whole whole well, yeah whole because thing. she has real hard choices to make and she makes them and develops from them right but i mean just in that first season though where you get with her where she's kind of well she kind of she goes from being a powerless right tool right but 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 i i just don't know how i feel about her relationship with drago drago or whatever i because i don't know that she actually care about him towards the end or not i don't i didn't i didn't feel like that made sense because well, I mean, once she adjusted her own uh concepts of things of things and fit them within the dothraki scope sure. and perspective then she knew where her what her place then she was. knew what yeah. drogo was and what she should be to and yeah what she should be and right. like how and how he was such a stand-up guy within the world of the Dothraki. I guess I'd have to revisit. So I was feeling like there is stuff to to rewatch with the. The problem is then you're just kind of like I feel like I would peter out by around I, after the Battle <laughs> of the Bastards. I'd be kind of like okay. I mean I'd finish it, but I, it, it's yeah. 
I don't know. Yeah, well, I'll definitely give it another. Well, you have you eventually. have the DVDs, so you know, yeah. All you need is to just be in a log cabin with a decent generator and a Blu-ray player and a TV, and you're good to go, right? I'll probably do that eventually. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I don't know. We'll see where that's just that's just how it went. I mean, like, so now, like, just in sort of a wrap up, because we've been kind of in like a weird negative hypothetical space with a lot of this. What were some of your favorite moments of the show? Let's just end in good in a good place. <laughs> Uh, well, definitely that episode three, when they're all about to die. The battle season one? Season eight, yeah. Um, oh, episode three, battle. Oh, yeah. season three. So season episode eight, two, three. I guess, before the battle. Right, yeah. All of our good. favorite characters are together, and they're about to all die, and so they're drinking and having a good time and having some good discussions. And that's always good that you can do that. Yeah. If you can do that, that's always awesome. And they are, like, burying some hatchets all around the place. Yeah. So Sansa and the Hound get some... Arya and uh, Arya and the Hound as well. Arya and Sansa, they have all some reconciliations. So conversations are had yeah. that have been needing to be had since, you know, season one. Right. Uh, so when characters are starting to understand each other. Um, and then I also loved season, or episode five, after the battle, when they're all drinking and having a good time as well, because they just... That was episode four. So you like three, you, yeah, you like so two, two and episode four yeah episode four uh, two 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 three and four were good and yes. one was okay because it was still just set up <laughs> or yeah. whatever uh, and because again our characters just existing and being themselves yeah. in you know a happy occasion uh, they're they're alive yeah there's there's that it's a calm before the storm thing when you're like okay stuff's gonna start to go wrong now. Yeah, but it hasn't yet, so we can kind of just enjoy this moment. Yeah, so I guess it's just like the first, maybe, t- fifteen twenty minutes of that episode. Yeah, <laughs> a lot happened to that episode because, like I said, it's, it's the rush thing again. Yeah, but even in like, even in the older seasons, like there were still episodes where a lot happened, but it wasn't rushed, and the, and then a lot, not a lot happened. If you thought back on it, like, well, what really happened? With just these like characters interacting or people on journey. And yes, stuff. and those are always the best moments in the show are just the characters interacting with each other. Right, yeah. It's not about the big set pieces or the battles that are happening or the actions that are taking yeah. place. It is the interactions between the characters it's the and, little moments. and those moments. That, and that's uh, what I mean. Like, so now that the show's over and we're kind of looking at the whole thing, like what are those little favorite moments? Like I just remembered one now when it was um, Tywin shows up at some castle that's been previously attacked by a dragon and you see that's all half melted and shit remember that and i think aria was like his his like server girl or something like he was i think yeah, do you remember am i right was, about that she was a cupbearer yeah exactly for a minute and and so they had a couple yeah. moments and so it's like wow like that's right that happened in like season two or something like that <laughs> or fuck? season three so there is stuff going on there and so there's that i mean that battle episode i the, the I don't know that it was the only one, but it was solely George R. R. Martin who's credited with it. It mm-hmm. might be because they took it straight from the book. Which one? The, the Blackwater Bay battle. Yeah. With, uh, with you the know, chain and the wildfire and all the that. The wildfire, because that was just like one episode, one place. It was the only time I think I ever watched one episode as one episode and didn't watch more than one in a oh. sitting. And I was just like, whoa, okay, that was enough. <laughs> Not because it was so like, crazy, overwhelming, intense, but it was just like it was enough of like a beginning, middle, end yeah. like, that stood alone and that's it. 
Um, I, re- I think that might be my favorite standalone episode of the show. The stuff when they revealed the monsters, you know, they revealed the Night King and the circle with the baby. And- nah, I don't really care about that. I mean, I thought that, but to me, the, what that hinted was like, oh shit, there's like more scary shit. You know, there's more mystical, supernatural stuff. Because that's the game that they play with. That's the game they play with us. In the What's game the uh, movie term when, you know, you... Like the Maltese Falcon. Is oh, yes, 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 yes. The, uh, the MacGuffin. MacGuffin, yeah. Yeah. I think the Night King and all that shit was a MacGuffin. To a degree, it ends up feeling that way. Yeah. Because now, it, it's, it spurs a lot of the action, but it right. doesn't actually matter. It doesn't amount to a lot, yes. And that's, I think, where people get into being disappointed, is that it doesn't... It's not like now the Night King's dead, we've opened up the North, and we can we yeah, create cause, trade passages. Because the show is not about... Them fighting off zombies. The show is about yeah. the political and the personal machinations between and, all these. And other so it's characters. almost like it's almost like why have that? Right? And the, yeah, and the Night King is if it's not MacGuffin just to help yeah. you know stew, it, stir the pot. The fact is that because he doesn't bring all those other groups together necessarily, then yeah. it doesn't serve the purpose of doing that. So then, what's the purpose it serves? It doesn't really serve one, right? Yeah. <laughs> I guess you could say, well, it brings what's her name? Like would Daenerys have just like steamrolled over Jon Snow if he didn't say look there's this guy and here's this thing and you know we gotta team up for this if they hadn't had a chance to team up for that uh-huh. um, yeah and one last thing and this might be more of a uh, you knowing the books I, I, I feel like I'm a crack, crackpot so the, the way they do the opening of the show which seemed like kind of a cool thing and maybe it's cooler than I realized I know to me it just looks like it's some CG like they build a little D&D world with you know woods maybe that's built for real and they do it with stop motion and that would be super cool but would be super cool but it's definitely CG well either way they have this kind of whoosh thing that happens with it and it's almost like it's a comet or something in the sky it's like it's something celestial there is a comet in the books and and in season 2 I swear to god and I'd have to revisit it I don't know what was going on, but I feel like they cut to shots of the sky showing a comet or something. And I'm like, oh shit, that comet thing that they hint at in the opening of the show is somehow kind of going to be relevant to establishing something. And then they fucking abandon the comet. And I'm like, is that comet me? I, when I in season two, when they start showing I the think comet, that's, that's part of the prophecy and the and the destiny of the characters. It didn't amount to anything though. Like, I don't remember anyone pointing up and being like, the comet means that the winter's coming sooner or something. <laughs> I don't think so. I think it played within... Uh, Maybe it's something the, in the, the books. The, the light. What's the the Lord of Light? Right. So they have their explanation about the comet. Which still kind of fails us because we still don't know what the fuck the Lord yeah. of Light is in the show. Right? And I think the, the seven... Pointed star. I think they might have had an explanation for the comet as well. All the religions have their own, like, oh, here's a comet. It means this thing. Right. Um, but in the end, it amounted to, as we are supposed to understand it, that, you know, dragons are alive again. There's Daenerys, and she's the chosen one, and we got dragons, right. and they're, and then magic's, you know, kicking up again because we got dragons, and the comet's all. Just part of that whole prophecy situation. I guess. I, th- I I was waiting for the comet to amount to something, at least when I was watching season two and seeing them sh- oh. cutting to the Well, if you want a comet to amount to something, then you should read Brandon Sanderson's Steelheart. <laughs> well, now it sounds like I probably already know how it ends. When the comet kills everybody at the end. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, not no. quite, no. Well, no, no, it's just like, it's like, because they made a point in a couple of shots, in a couple of episodes or something in season two of cutting to 
a comet in the sky. And, and it was like a three-tailed comet or something? I have no idea. I just know that, like, to me, like, I'm sitting there being like, is this going to be some way to expand the world and be like, oh, wow, there's something sci-fi going oh. on? Because there's nothing, they rarely do this. If you like, want some world-expanding sci-fi, Brandon Sanderson. <laughs> okay, a lot go. of different, a lot of different uh, mythologies and series and fictions, but he's got them all connected together in some cosmos, like a Stephen King Dark Tower kind of combo platter. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, like it's rare that you get the like weird like fantasy connects to sci-fi thing. But I just thought like because once you're comet celestial, it's outer space or whatever. And you're like, well, yeah. maybe there's something something observing them maybe i mean i don't know like i'm just sitting there like i have no idea what's going on with the show it's a <laughs> fantasy show it could kind of do whatever the fuck it yeah, wants we've got it, a planet yeah it's got two continents on it that we know of apparently yeah and when and it's seasons not, last for years yeah it's not earth uh, unless it's it not earth <laughs> the season will last for a variable amount of years we don't know how long spring is going to be. Yeah. Summer's been so. Is something years. controlling the seasons? Then how does that work? Yeah. You know, like is there an artificial, artificial entity controlling the seasons, which means it's controlling the rotation of the planet or the angle of the planet relative to its celestial body or whatever. You know. So yeah. I mean, that's why it's called. Well, it's soft magic, basically. Right. Are you familiar with? You got soft magic, you got hard magic. Well, I, I could probably inter- interpret that one would be related to like science people don't understand, and one would be related to pure supernatural stuff. Probably. All right, so like Harry Potter, yeah, soft magic, no explanation to where this shit comes. Oh, from. Oh, right, yeah, I guess. Oh, because it's like hard sci-fi where they kind of half explain. Well, yes, this is how and then you have hard mad magic, which has very it's like a new just new laws of physics right yeah and so the magic is all following these laws it has better rules it has very distinct and rules which it's is like a game and then you you deal with the machinations of that game and it's and way you, better for storytelling because yeah. then, then magic can't just do anything harry yeah. potter can't just oh they have time travel cloak or whatever in season movie three and yes. then like oh they never use it again but whatever you yeah. know <laughs> so you establish the rules and laws and then you right. abide by them that's hard magic and brandon sanderson again a third time i mentioned today I Follows that excellently. Uh, George R. R. Martin doesn't establish any of that, so it's possible that within this world there yeah. is hard magic, but he just didn't give a shit enough to right. explain any of it to us. And it's tricky because then it's to me a world with soft magic is a fairy tale more so, it is. which That's means all it's. It is. But then okay, but then we'll throw in hard, gritty tales of cynicism and reality about how <laughs> humans treat each other in this fairy tale world where there's soft magic. It's like. No, you need hard magic in a world like that. Yeah. I think because uh, otherwise you're undercutting... Otherwise, what's the point of the magic then? Like, if this is what the tale is, is like gritty human interactions. Yeah, exactly. Just stick That's, with that. Yeah, just stick with gritty... Yeah, it bullshit. can be a fantasy world with... You know, it can be Excalibur and hint at like the Lady in the Lake and the Magic Sword, but it doesn't have to be yeah. objective, you know? Right. Well, I will give this for the uh, magic system within the... Uh, what was the world called? Westeros. Westeros, thank you. Well, no, true. that's just the continent. Oh, you're right. Yeah, I don't know what the world was called in <laughs> Westerosville. No, I don't know. Oh, all right. Who anyway. cares? Well, he, he they did a good job of like doing it really sprinkling it in sparingly. So there's very little magic. We might not understand. It's one source is the problem, though, right? Because it's all. It seems like it's mostly all related to the Lord of Light. Because even the one eye patch guy that brings people like light talks about talks about the Lord of Light. Well, there are those mages back in whatever town. Oh yeah, you mean that what's your name was dealing with in the in the east? So that's like some other. 
But that that's really quick Source too. That's that's that almost to me and seems like the trickery. Face of the dead. Yeah. Oh, face right. Changer, yeah. That's another deity. That and... that's also kind of like illusion magic. Like that's like like sleight of hand. Like and they almost don't they get kind of objective about that. Like it seems like they actually do like cut their faces off and put them on there. But then somehow it looks real or something. Yeah. yeah who I knows? Have no idea. They don't explain any of it. And it's tricky in a world when you're supposed to be like, like I said, when you have the hard world with soft magic, you feel like a dipshit being like, oh, I need to explain the magic. And it's like, fuck off, nerd. But it's like, no, if you're going to have the hard world, it, it, yeah. I don't know. It's tough. Like I said, if it's going to be a fairy tale, I'll shrug and I'll enjoy the fairy tale. I mean, but... look, you're writing fiction fairy tale stuff. These people are going to want to know how this shit operates. If, if it's going to matter on a certain level, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you can bring all your characters back whenever, then fine. And so that's why, the, like you said, the, the Jon Snow thing was just, like, pure... It was a bad decision. I don't... And why are the Targaryens, say, immune to fire and have a thing with dragons? What's that about? What's so special about them? Yeah, that's true. Because that, that is a powerful entity to have control over, especially them... So maybe they're, so like, great. demigods of some kind? <clears throat> Who knows? And then, yeah, and then the fact that they're mostly kind of... Okay, I, I wanted to clarify this... Hopefully you could clarify it. So John is her nephew. Yes. Which means that his dad is her brother. Yes. But that's not the same guy that got the metal face. The metal face. Ah. The metal face is also her brother. Right. Okay. Not so it's a different guy. brother. Okay. So they were probably like... Because they cut to like a shot of like the actual guy that was supposed to be the bro- John's dad. And I'm like, is that supposed to be sort of the same? It kind of... They like, all have that platinum. That, that, yeah, that hair. platinum and like, you know... Prince, princely, like, pompous yes. bullshit. Platinum like. pretty boys. Uh, so Rhaegar Targaryen, he played the lute or something. Mm-hmm. Ladies' man. Quite a knight. Married for a minute. Divorced and then secretly married the Stark girl. Right. Ned's sister. Aegon, his father. Yeah. Daenerys' father. And very Viserys. Vis- I, I don't know. Whatever the metalhead's father, metal face, gold face. <laughs> I think guy. there's a fourth sibling as well. There probably is, knowing the show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Egan was his name. He kills the shit out of a lot of people. Yeah. Burns them. He kills Ned's. He was brother. the Mad King, right? Yes. He kills Ned's brother and he kills Ned's father. Yeah. See, to me, the, the thing about it, it, I feel like the timeline is tricky because the, the thing that throws me off the most is it feels like all that stuff must have happened kind of a while ago when Game of Thrones starts, but then they still say that Jamie Lannister was that king's, like, main knight. And I'm like, Jamie Lannister, in the beginning of Game of Thrones, seems like he's in his maybe maybe his early 30s, and I'm like, was he, like... like Mid-30s. It, it seems like the events of him killing that guy, being, you know, the Kingslayer... 20 years. Was... Yeah, so if that was 20 years ago, before Game of Thrones... 16 years, actually. He was 17 when he did it. Oh, wow. So, But they established he was just very young when he did it then? He okay. was a member of the uh, the king. I thought he was the head guy at the time. He was never the head guy. Okay, so he was just a guy. He was just, just did one it. of the king's uh, guards, right? And he saw that the king was going to kill the whole city. Yeah. So he kills the king, right? And that is still fucked how everyone still kind of pejoratively throws that at him yes. the whole time. Which gives, gives you a lot of empathy because you keep hearing about this guy was terrible. It was like, you're the king slayer. Yeah, yeah you're a piece of shit. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Like, calm down. Like, yeah. he probably saved everybody's saved lives. A yeah. million people's lives. Yeah, exactly. Everybody hates me. So I'm going to be a dick. Yeah, kind of. I still have my, you know, core of, you know, morality. 
but I'm a big cynic now. Hey, yeah. kid. Ah, fuck off. Yeah, there you exactly. Go. Take yeah. a hike. Take a flight. I feel. I feel like, and that's funny too, because like I feel like that was a misstep. <laughs> Not a misstep. But like that almost. I don't know. I'd have to. Re- I think he's kind of a dick in that whole first season because he fights Ned and stuff too. And yeah, I mean, it was a fun show. I don't know what we're gonna get next. HBO's next thing is gonna be the Watchmen series, which looks like it might be actually after the graphic novels. Mm. I'm not sure. I don't know much about it. I'm kind of fine to decide. I don't really know the Watchmen at all. I saw the movie, but that's my only understanding of the Watchmen. But the movie was a fairly decent adaptation of the comic, which I re- recently reread and then mm. I rewatched the movie recently. I don't know what the great, the next great, I mean, like we talked about earlier, we got the Amazon Lord of the Rings series, which yeah. I, I I think is officially established as being a prequel, right? It's like a hundred years before, or it's in the second age or you know, something I like that. I don't know anything about it. I Other think that's Amazon all I've... Is making and it's going to be crazy series. expensive. As which, it fucking should be. Right, you gotta yeah. Do, you got to do real do locations and real sets. Into that shit Have you work. watched the Lord of the Rings special features, the like, crazy discs that come on the Lord of the Rings? Oh, Lord yes. Rings? I've watched the appendices several times. And that thing about how when they built... Uh, uh, the Rohan. Rohan? That ah. and does that matter or not? When I rewatched that recently, like I hadn't seen that in years, and uh, with the two towers, when when what when Eowyn opens the door, yeah, and it's like you know, boom, and you're like, Always that's why you build sets. Like yeah. fuck you, dude. Like that that shot is it's awesome. Amazing. 